Welcome to Space Nerds, your source for intergalactic science fiction and science fact. Engines primed, engage! Hey, hey, this is Alexandria. I'm Jane Smith. And I'm Douglas Gale. And I will be bringing you Space News, Star Trek, Duck Space Nine, Firefly, Black Mirror, and probably superhero stuff. Dystopian fiction! Who's excited? I'm Jesse Mercury, and I'll be your constant cosmic companion, bringing you the weekly space news and sitting down with these amazing friends to talk about science fiction. We are Space Nerds! What's up, Space Nerds? Welcome to the show. I hope you are doing well. It's a crazy time in the world. We are actually living through a sort of dystopian science fiction movie in the real world right now. Um, Yeah, the coronavirus pandemic has spread across the world i live in seattle so we are self-isolating uh, andy and i actually have a friend richard staying with us and the three of us are just kind of locked away at home and uh have, actually we're having a pretty good time you know we're being goofy having some fun but it's a scary time the world has gone a little mad um so I, I really wanted to get a podcast out to bring some friendly voices to your ears and talk about something besides the coronavirus, and we have a lot of that for you today. So first up, we've got the space news. I'll be joined by Doug, Jane, and Andy, and we're going to be talking about a new solar orbiter heading towards the sun to get a better look of our sun than we've ever had before. And then it's the second meeting of our new Star Wars club featuring myself, Doug, B. Russell, and Jenny Krantz, and we're going to be talking about the mandalorian very good show so we've got a really super fun discussion of that coming up and that's going to be the show today a nice long nerdy deep dive into some spacey goodness i hope you enjoy the journey with me let's do it space news andy doug and jane are you ready for some space news space yeah. news. this is from the verge a new spacecraft is journeying to the sun to get a never before never before seen look at the star's poles the solar orbiter will see our sun from a completely new perspective. So this is exciting. There's like a a new solar orbiter that's being sent to to study the sun up close. Yeah. Um, and we we don't even know that much about our own sun, yeah. which is crazy. Mm. This it's weekend, hot. It's, it's hot. so yeah, hot. It's totally. hard to... And it's real big. <laughs> you think it's like a Don't little, stare directly no. at it. When you see like the sun that. and the moon, you're like, nah. <laughs> no, that is a weird distance perspective thing. The sun is fucking huge. Yeah. <laughs> this weekend, the European Space Agency and NASA are launching a new hardened spacecraft bound for the center of our solar system, where it will get a view of our sun that no vehicle has seen before. The probe, dubbed the Solar Orbiter, will be tasked with observing the sun's poles in hopes of better predicting how our parent star behaves. Up until now, practically all vehicles we have sent towards the sun have stuck around the star's midsection, orbiting in line with all, of the, with all the planets in the solar system. But the Solar Orbiter is set to fly a path around the sun at a high angle so that it can get a glimpse of the polar regions that have eluded our observations for so long. <gasps> what if that's where the sun people live? I know! That's what I'm saying! It's like islands. You get up to the top of the sun, it's like Dr. Manhattan's giant like home. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just going to come back and say, well, it's big and it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> you guys Good were odds. totally right about the sun. <laughs> yeah. Huge. Real warm. Real toasty in here. <laughs> 
Uh, once in this lopsided orbit, the solar orbiter will come within 26 million miles or 42 million kilometers of the sun, gathering images and data from a truly unique vantage point. Hmm. Hopefully, this new information can help scientists figure out some of the mysteries of our star that have remained unsolved for decades. Specifically, they want to know what drives our star's strange 11-year cycle, where it alternates between times of intense activity and times of quiet. Yeah. I didn't even tired. know that. <laughs> it just gets tired. Yeah, well, yeah but that's... Try and be in the sun all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds hard. But but yeah, so like every 11 years, there's like solar storms that kick up and disrupt electronics and, and satellites take a huge beating. I didn't beating. know this. Oh. Um, yeah, and it says the sun's massive magnetic field completely switches direction every 11 yes. years. Yes. Yeah. I knew some wow. of this stuff because I worked at a satellite company where we sold, this is old school, like the 90s. Satellite TV? Yeah, when it yeah. was the like... I'm going to talk to the aliens dish. dish. Yeah. And it was just mm. like, nobody knew how st- I felt like no one knew how stuff worked. It was real like manual yeah. early days, but yeah. So it would be like those sun flare stuff yeah. would fuck up channels, you know? Yeah. I'm going to tie this together with something that has nothing to do with this science space news, but it does have something to do with what we just recorded about favorite movies. Oh, there was a, I can't remember what it was called now. There was a John Ritter movie where there he was really into cable TV and he had this like satellite dish oh. that sucked people into it. <laughs> and then did, uh, nobody nobody knows what I'm talking about. No, is this terrorvision? I've seen it. Is it like a goofy horror? It's not really horror, okay. but it was like like tuned in or something. Tuned, yeah, I think it was tuned in. Uh-huh. I think I've seen this. Yeah, where he like an was, 80, in the eighties. It was like early nineties, late. Okay, Did people anyway, get stuck and they had to perform? They while they're got in stuck the TVs? in TV, and that the, the whole sh- thing the was shows. like getting out of the channel that you're in, and you escape yeah. by finding like a little a portal that looks oh. like a mouse hole or something, and okay. then you get into the next channel, and then it's like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I watched that a lot as a kid. Okay. Yeah, so this isn't. Yeah. Satellite. That, <laughs> it, it's, that's, we were talking about this earlier, sort of like about yeah. what isn't science fiction, but it's something it's else. Kind it's kind of adjacent, I think. Yeah. It's non-real. It's definitely not real. <laughs> it's not magic. It's fiction plus. Yeah. Wait, the sun is not plus. real. What are we talking yeah. about? No, I'm sorry. Do you still believe in the sun? Yeah. <laughs> The, the sun is a fiction. <laughs> Jane, I think Fiction Plus was the name of the first podcast you did on this show. Yeah. Like way back talk, in the day. It's like, it's like sci-fi and fantasy and yeah, kind of like sure. anything that's more than just normal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I like Also, it. I should say that if people want to hear us talk about our favorite movies, that is on the Space Nerds patron cast. Oh. Yeah. All the Space Nerds together. It's great. Alexander. Was that the end of your deep story? Dive of good stuff. Is what? Is that the end of the news? Oh, there's a lot more here, but that's the gist of it. Okay. Yeah. So I looked up Let's because, talk about it, though. Uh, I, you said that it was going to travel within... 28 million miles or do you remember 26 million I can yeah. 26 million because yeah. I was like oh what does that mean relative and I looked how far is mercury from the sun and mercury is 28 million miles yeah so th- it sounds like this thing is getting as close as mercury about as close as our crafts can get before they start to a melody yeah the, sol- uh, the solar uh, orbiter will come within 26 million miles so closer sun. than mercury so yeah. that's like to me that's crazy that's like yeah that's insane 2 million miles closer than mercury is yeah. I, I just want there to be someone watching the footage going, tell me what you see! <laughs> Which is a sunshine reference. Um, Andy's laughing, but she hasn't seen that movie. <laughs> tell me what you see! That was funny! Yeah. <laughs> it's got the shape of a joke. It doesn't... Yeah. Yeah. Don't need the context. delivery was all I needed. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So what I want to know, was there more to the article? There's quite a bit more, okay. yeah. Do they talk about how they get it into this lopsided... Because obviously we haven't 
seen the poles yet because it's really hard to get spacecraft yeah. in that weird well let's look orbit. Uh, let's see what we can learn here um th- i'm skipping down to surviving the sun uh <laughs> roughly the size of a small box a small bus the box shaped spacecraft <laughs> a small box <laughs> yeah i mean that's a vague description <laughs> the box shaped <laughs> spacecraft houses 10 instruments designed to take images of the sun's surface as well as gather data on the star's magnetic field its atmosphere and more these precious tools are protected by Solar Orbiter's most essential piece of equipment, its heat shield. The shield is a large rectangular piece of titanium that adorns one side of the Solar Orbiter. It is coated with a special material called Solar Black that can absorb the intense heat from the sun, preventing Solar Orbiter's instruments from getting fried. Thanks to the design, the shield will be able to withstand blazing temperatures of more than 11,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, behind the heat shield, the rest of the spacecraft is hiding. And we have to keep the heat shield pointing at the sun for the entire duration unless we're doing maneuvers, says Ian Walters, the project manager for Solar Orbiter at Airbus, which built the spacecraft. Airbus? Huh. Oh. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, of course, bus. the instruments will need to look at the sun from time to time to get the data they will need. Engineers have built little doors into the heat shield that will open and close every so often to allow some of the instruments to get a view of the sun. Taking measurements will heat the instruments up, but a special radiator at the base of the heat shield should conduct the heat away from the instruments out into space. If it all works, the solar orbiter will get some of the closest images ever taken of the sun's surface. At closest approach, it will roughly be three times better resolution than anything we've seen so far on the ground. Wow. Wow. Amazing. They're just building this thing and sending it to the sun. But they didn't say how they're going to get it there. That's what I want to know. Well, I think that, I think that, Building something that can withstand the temperature is is the deal, because like. Well, yeah, that's one of the mm, the biggest challenges for yeah. sure. But like, do you mean like are they going to launch a thing and then launch it from the thing, or if they're going to launch the thing directly, or yeah, well, I think are they going to like slingshot it off of anything? How is it going to get in this like the non-ecliptic orbit? How or it's just going to orbit around the poles instead of the the center right? right right like normally like all the planets and like everything are in a disc and like oh, most yeah. comets kind of follow for the most part yeah like the kind of plane the right. like the ecliptic kind of plane of the, of the solar that. system right right because gravity right <laughs> and yeah. like how are we gonna get it in that basically perpendicular to everything orbit. else right. yeah it really doesn't say and then well, unless, not, I, unless i skipped it and missed it mm-hmm. maybe is it going to crash into the sun? Yeah, when are it's they done? planning it? Is it coming back? Is it going to orbit for a while? Because if it's it sending data, they don't it? necessarily need their shit back, right? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Um, but also, it's probably expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, how many millions of dollars are they doing for this one thing? They probably want to have it last as long as possible. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of those questions I don't see answers in this article. I need more. Well, yeah. I'm sure we can do some okay. more research. Do you. Think it's something that could just be as straightforward as like, oh, it's just like you know, like we do any orbit stuff. We got the math, and so now yeah. we fire a rocket at this time, and then that does it. Or yeah. is there some? I, I'm just asking this it's, question as someone who has zero understanding of math beyond like you know uh, my fingers. Yeah, and is it possible <laughs> to orbit a planet not at? I mean, I'm I'm a, like planets have gravity. They yeah. have, you know, if you like get into the orbit of a planet into its you know gravitational field. Does it matter at, at, with, around the poles, around the equator? Does it matter where you're at? I don't know. I really don't know. It's For Earth, we have satellites in like all different kinds of positions. Some are going around the poles. Some are going around the equator. Some are like yeah, okay. geosynchronous, geosynchronously locked in a certain location. Yeah. Um, but 
launching something and then getting it to the sun right in a weird because it's gonna like go like, and want to do this from, yeah it, it's easiest if it goes from like basically the same plane as everything else right. yeah but getting it into that not um, oh i okay you want to hear simplistic. they're like okay we're gonna i want to hear gonna, the science of like right, what are we're they gonna doing? shoot this off and then as we approach <laughs> right. mercury we're gonna like curve around yeah, mercury yeah. Do like a gravity slingshot right. or yeah. something yeah. like yeah. that now, how are they gonna get it there's well, no angry birds they, levels i'm like pretty this. sure what they're gonna do is slingshot around the sun and then travel back to 1984 <laughs> to yes! save the whales okay yeah <laughs> that's right. in my experience Good plan. that's what you do <laughs> yeah it's not that time no, travel's trivial yeah oh, and did okay so when, when, is this happening now or did they say it's is like, it later Let's see. It's just, it did say at the bottom let's, here. Let's find out what they do. I want to follow. My it. first question was why are the, why is the heat shield just on one side? Why can't they have like more heat shields in case it spins around? Or are they that confident? Like, no, nah, we just need it facing this one way. It'll be fine. Yeah, which you, is impressive. You pretty much just need the side that's that's facing the sun because, right. like Mercury, we c- if we go there, the dark side of Mercury is. Gold, right. even though it's right next to the sun, it's just you can't be on the sun side. Yeah, there's some of it without getting science fried. fiction story that that's all of my knowledge. Of Mercury comes from is someone having to walk across the light side mm-hmm. of the sun, and they talk about how brutally cold it is on this side, but of course how scorchingly deadly yeah. hot is. But that's like whatever. This is like a '60s sci-fi thing. Yeah. <laughs> so the achievement is the person makes it, hey, and they save the day. Yeah. And they're the first person to walk across the surf, the mm. the full. And I forget what the dividing line that they call it. But the, yeah, that was the Terminator. The ter- Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I think that's that, what that movie was about. Yes, <laughs> that might have been the name of the story. Astronomy movie the whole time. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this says that it's launching this weekend. Oh. Okay. Yeah, and this was this article came out February eighth, and it okay. is February tenth. Right. So as we're recording this, so 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 like they probably launched it right over the weekend. What's the date? Today's Monday. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it so might be this weekend. And it, it might have launched. Week. Okay. We should we should Dang. like try Let's to keep up with this it. story. Yeah. Yeah. You really, cool. you can probably find that space path news that you're part two. For. Yeah. Follow up on it. All I want is for them to find the sun people. <laughs> <laughs> like there's giant solar whales swimming in the sun. Yeah. These creatures of magma. <laughs> very cool or it's just a big sun face like hey <laughs> oh my gosh he's got sunglasses hey, yeah yes. hey, he's up. <laughs> sunny d humans I'm, I'm no. <laughs> and that's the space news <laughs> space news <laughs> i know jesse likes okay. this one so oh, oh. i was wearing it for oh, i love specifically that. for oh, star so wars it's like sneaky yeah oh my Everyone has awesome Star Wars shirt. Damn it. Three out of four of us. I don't know. Wore Star Wars shirts to Star Wars Club. <laughs> I also I'll wore my like, Spock socks. I'll come prepared next time. When I was I'll in high up. school, I got made fun of for wearing a Dave Matthews Band shirt to a Dave Matthews Band concert. <laughs> It makes no sense to me. I'm still doing it. Yeah, yeah. Still. me too. <laughs> and I don't changed. really understand it. But yeah. yeah. I used to never wear like my nerd clothes to school. I was embarrassed. And then there was this new kid who transferred over to us in like fifth or sixth grade and then he was like six feet tall like among kids and he had 
like a uh it's i think of it as like the jewish afro sort of like just like a mass amount of of dusty blonde curly hair and then he just wore a doctor who t-shirt and didn't give a fuck i was like oh okay <laughs> i guess we can i guess we can do what we want this is the way yeah this is the way well i'm so excited we got our star wars club back together so Woo! welcome back club yeah doug and i are joined by jenny krantz <laughs> Yeah. Hello, Jenny. How Hi. are you? I'm great. And B. Russell. Hey. Welcome back, everybody. So, we're here to talk about The Mandalorian. Let's fucking some do more. it. Some more. <laughs> yeah, some That's more. Great. Last time we ended up talking about it for about half the time. My biggest question is how much of this will we spend talking about The Mandalorian <laughs> and how much of it will be about something else entirely? Maybe Yoda. Star Wars fans yeah. in one room. Yeah, so I actually just finished my second viewing of The Mandalorian today, and wow. I just, I love it. I love it yeah. so much. It is so good. Like, start to finish, that show was awesome. This is the Star Wars that I have wanted since Return of the Jedi, you know? Like, even more than, I mean, I, I really liked all the new movies, and I love Rogue One, but I think The Mandalorian is closer to my vision of what I wanted from Star Wars than anything Absolutely. else has been. What yeah. do you guys think? I agree with that. I was trying, like, my whole goal, I rewatched, I was able to rewatch, like, the first four episodes, and I was just trying to find things I didn't like about it because I didn't want to just <laughs> gush for two hours about yeah, everything. I real. love everything's beautiful. And I was literally trying to find things I didn't, and I'm still a little bit shorthanded. <laughs> I, I really couldn't find much. Well, like, I could talk about that if you want to talk about something like <laughs> no. I, I was still so enthralled. I found a couple <laughs> new beginnings, but yes, I would love to hear criticisms all yeah. because it's so perfect. We can all agree it's, I mean, it's yeah. just amazing. I have one nitpick of like the whole season and that's it. I loved yeah. it so much. Yeah. Well, what's your nitpick now? I want to yeah, know. maybe oh. that's a good place to start is okay. just what we Yeah, let's get it out of the way. Yeah. What yeah. is a tracking fob? <laughs> like, <laughs> do they like get a, here's my only explanation you know I can think is? of is like, <laughs> Tile. <laughs> like that's what it is it's space tile did they like get a drop of blood of their quarry and then it yeah. tracks or a piece of dna or something like how do you track one organism huh. across the galaxy i agree with you on but that wouldn't one. it just be something that was on them or implanted them in in them or maybe in their little like floating baby cradle i guess but like but... they're hunting this other bounty hunter on tatooine yes, and yes. she has a fob out against her did they steal her hairbrush like they like they, when they want to reconstitute someone in Star Trek, they're like, "Oh, we need a hair right, 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 right. for stranded DNA." Yeah, I don't know I don't because know. if you had question. one implanted in you, you yeah. definitely take it out. That makes sense. Sure, yeah, right. right. Mm. That makes sense that you take it out. If they have something implanted, that also makes more sense that this one thing can track them. And this like got in my head in the first episode and remained there for like the first three, and then I forgot about it because it kind of went away. Right. Um, but then when I rewatched it, I was like, "Uh oh." I don't care anymore because I love this show so much that they can do whatever they want. And that sure. was like my one thing and that's it. And I don't even care anymore. <laughs> that's the story. I think my one thing and it's, I don't know. I, so the episode four with the ATSTs, mm -hmm. when they're just like, these things are the most dangerous. Da, 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 and all I could think about is like fucking teddy bears took this thing down. <laughs> I have a hard time feeling like this is a real threat because they like won, threw rocks babies. at it and they fell down. So I don't understand <laughs> why this is such a big deal. Because yeah. like, they're like, you literally need to move. You can't even stay here. You, This yeah. is so dangerous. You have to move your whole town. That's their first thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, 
they threw rocks at it and fell over. And yeah. like, but then today I was talking about someone and there was, and he was, his perspective was, no, they made ATSDs the way they were supposed to be. Like, this is right. how we, like, we can, like, they, they improved it. They and made it like, scary okay, again. The glowing red eyes, yeah. like, made it all of Oh, that. it was so good. Yeah. Now I'm imagining, like, on a roller coaster, you must be this high to ride. I'm imagining, like, you must be this strong to fight <laughs> and it's like a teddy bear. Like, are you stronger or less strong than a teddy bear? And people just lined up to see whether or not they can fight an ATSD. <laughs> <laughs> for me it was i think it's the sixth episode with the when he like has to he flies in and has to have go this crew has to fly his ship to the prison to release like uh, just that i just felt like it was a big distraction oh the I prison was, ship one. the prison mm-hmm. yeah i was just like why do i care about any of these characters yeah oh but, yeah 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 okay but i'm that, with you that was the only thing i like i still think that the storytelling's great and it was fun to see um some Okay, everyone says different. Twi'lek, 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 Twi'lek. Yeah, yeah, I've been saying. I, hey, I think I used to say time. Twi'lek, and now I say Twi'lek. Yeah, mm. yeah, Twi'lek. Yeah. But to see to see some new alien characters in that episode, mm-hmm. and like also a little bit about the Mandalorian's past and how you know the younger yeah. version of him. Can I right. scoot you a little closer to your yeah. mic? Yeah, I can move Young, that so it's more comfy for you. The younger version Ooh, of him. That sounds good. It's <laughs> a rich bee in there. Yeah, I'm the only one in headphones in here. <laughs> it's the only responsibility besides making sure that the computer is not stopping. Um, yeah, I just for me it wasn't the most engaging episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to know. What I did like was how Baby Yoda was able to take care of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, 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 just all over the ship. It's like, what is that? Like, it was just funny to, I liked seeing other characters interact with Baby Yoda. And, yeah. and like, just knowing, he, I feel like by the sixth episode, there was a normalcy. Like, we kind of expect, like, what kind of behavior Baby Yoda has like oh he's gonna eat you know creatures and he's mm-hmm. gonna do things he's not supposed to do gonna explore and he might blow something yeah. up or lift something up right yeah. but to have other characters besides Mandalorian and like Quill interact with him it's like oh yeah this is weird like yeah. people don't see this <laughs> species around very much yeah. yeah like this is not something that we even know how to describe what I like is how the show itself by the end takes what the real world reaction was which is like oh people see this thing and they're like I will murder anyone that tries to hurt this. <laughs> like there's so many characters who then that's what they wind up doing is yeah. they're like, Oh, okay. This is a thing that has to be right. protected and saved. You it's know? True. Yeah. It's true. I don't know why we started with our nitpicks. I feel like, because it's so perfect. Yeah, podcast. If you're like, that because we did. Perfect. Doug, do you do you have nitpicks? Uh, my nitpick was at the beginning. I felt it was just slow. I was just like, mm. I had I had posted something online about like it's just like a boring ass space western, but I can't wait for there to be more of it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it did feel. But that's also like it's on purpose. Like the pacing of it yeah. is this kind of like slow languid walk through the desert with your jing- jingly jangly space spurs you know mm-hmm. that's what's supposed to happen and then a flurry of violence and mm-hmm. then like okay now we're going back to kind of like calmly walking again <laughs> yeah. so and I, but i think that's an intentional i think yeah. that's i agree supposed to yes. be. and i love it i yeah. love it even even the first viewing where i was like this could be a hair slow i was like i don't i i recognized that i like saw that but i i still loved it because right. like I love when storytellers take their time with shit. I yeah. love when you set an ambiance. That's what I loved yeah. about the original trilogy. And this just nailed it. Like in the very first episode, um, I just like by the end of that first episode, I was like, man, 
this is we are in for like a fucking treat. Yeah. This is yeah. really exciting. Like they're setting a tone. This has a tone the way that the original trilogy did. It also yeah. felt very cohesive. It, yeah. it yes. had yeah. it had the feeling of oh here's someone I guess Favreau right. Yeah. yeah. So here's someone who had even if he didn't write and direct the bulk of them. I don't know how it was broken down, but it yeah. came across as like this was planned out with kind of here's the vision for it. Here's yeah, the, the structure thought- of thoughtfulness. it. Thoughtfulness. Thoughtfulness. Yeah. 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 It has this almost like a single creator feel to yeah. it. It, it does. does for sure. Versus yeah. like yeah. Cap- Hazard, where oh, you're yeah. like, right. there's a good episode, there's a less good one, there's a good episode. Yes. Yeah. And it, I, I it was, was a complete su- thought, for surprised. sure. Yes. I was surprised, because I'm, I'm so ADD, and I've become very, I mean, that's why I think I loved Rise of Skywalker, and I <laughs> love Marvel happening? Stuff happening? There's so much happening, happening yeah. and I, I've become a little bit <laughs> used to that, and I don't know, for me, like, but because every scene, there is just so much beauty in the visuals, I found myself, even though the the diet, the action, whatever was a little bit slower. I was just finding things to look at in every scene that yeah. I was falling mm. in love with. Um, like I, I'm sorry. I'm looking at my phone cause I made a couple notes. <laughs> but I don't know. Like the first scene, like they did such a good job too of like pulling you in. Like that first scene, he walks into something that looks kind of vaguely like the cantina. So you're right. Made, right. like, this mm-hmm. is star Wars. Mm-hmm. This is something I know, but it's a little different. So I'm still interested and um, another thing I wrote about, like that scene with the, um, oh my god, I looked up his name, but the um, uh, the guy he was in the, the original trilogy, that creature with the long snout. They go, oh yeah, <laughs> oh. Uh, I always called him Dick Face. I don't know what his, <laughs> what his name is, but there's like a giant dick on his face. I, I actually busted out my Star Wars encyclopedia, so. I actually found it. So it's called Kubaz is the name. Kubaz. A humanoid. So this is actually also. Okay. I have to do the scene real quick because it was one of my favorites. Like the scene where him with the long snout and the glasses and he's whistling this, this beautiful whistle to like summon the transports for Mando. Yeah. And it's just the most beautiful thing. And so I was actually going to ask you guys about this because I dug up my old Star Wars encyclopedia. And this is written before the new canon and everything. So it's all old canon. And so the description of this creature, a humanoid species that stands out... Okay, about describing him. Um, They are a cultured species who highly value tradition, art, and music. And I thought that was interesting that they kind of incorporated that into this new canon. Like, this is a description from the old, yeah. And he's whistling with this magical looking tune. And I read that and was like, how beautiful that they're incorporating that in from the. um, Wow. Yeah. And the fact then that he just, that he calls a speeder that looks like a. 50-50 50-50 mix of R2-D2 and C-3PO. Did you notice that? It's a gold uh, speeder with a little R2 unit. Right. And it's ridiculous. But it, again, it's all Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. So just the beauty, even in the slowness and the mm-hmm. slow pace of it, I was Absolutely. just like, oh, God. That's the why. Of it that's why stunning. I loved the pace because yeah. it gave you time to take in yeah. these yes. like scenic alien it. vistas, yes. which is what I'm all about. And then this show did the thing that I wanted most. Like the most important thing to me when I watch a new show is do I connect to the characters and do I love the characters? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure if that was going to happen in this show because the main character, you don't see yeah. his face. Yeah, and he's like just behind a mask the whole time. And it happens like hardcore. Like you love this character. Mm-hmm. And the way they make you love him is because he loves Baby Yoda. <laughs> and I love Baby Yoda. Yeah. So 
best. It's like anyone who loves Baby Yoda must be good. And Action Jackson <laughs> loves Baby Yoda. It's like that's that's really well put together. It's like really manipulative in a way that I see, yeah, but yeah. don't mind because oh, yeah. it's Baby Fucking Yoda. When you first see Baby Yoda, you're just I was I remember just being like, oh come I on, I know exactly. It's like, like okay, too yeah. easy. What we're gonna do? Too yeah. easy. Like, Let's just make a show about Boba Fett yeah. and Yoda. Like I almost thought it was <laughs> yeah. lazy. I almost thought it was lazy for half. If it hadn't oh, been yeah. done so well, it could have been. It could have been so bad. It could have yeah. been Absolutely. so cheesy. But they did it so well with so much love and care yeah. for the franchise that yeah. they did it right. And my sense is that they had finished it. And then we're releasing it a week at a time. So it wasn't right. There's nothing in this mm-hmm. series that's informed by fan reaction, fan reaction, yes. right. culture reaction. Yes. Right. This is all what they yeah. wanted to do. Yeah. So it's clear that they knew that this was like a very adorably compelling character, mm-hmm. you know, and that they didn't, it's not, it doesn't have that same level of like, ha ha ha. Now that we know that you're in, <laughs> yeah. you know, this is the, the focus of it. That's, yeah. how I, that's how I hear David Lindelof's voice in my head. When <laughs> I'm thinking about him writing. He's like, yeah. ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> um, Suckers. You know what I read about that is that they actually prevented the toy companies from making Baby Yoda toys because they want, Disney was like, you got to get toys out for Christmas. Right. And John Favreau was like, no, because that's going to leak and people will know what's happening and right. we need this to be a surprise. Oh, yeah. So they actually lost, like they probably lost millions of dollars by holding oh, that back wow. till after the holidays right. to get the toys out. And oh. like the moment that episode dropped, People were like, "Where's my toy?" Right. You know, yeah. and there were no toys there for a couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, there were because right. they which just, is okay. Which so is, that's hilarious because normally people are like, "This is over merchandise." Yeah, this yeah. is just an excuse to sell toys. And like, I okay, know. no toys. Where's my fucking yeah. baby Yoda? <laughs> but that's yeah. awesome because that, that's like, <laughs> like it's double edged sword, right? Yeah. No one's happy. Yeah. Yeah. Too many find, toys. <laughs> where's my toy? We're gonna yeah. find a happy ground. <laughs> totally. The whole like purpose of Mandalorian is to make people go, "No, you're right, Disney." I know. It made me so happy. It is a throwback. To like, the original, yeah, because yeah. that happened. Like they were yeah. sending out vouchers for oh, really? toys. Yeah, when the first Star Wars was released, they didn't expect it would be such a success. So they actually, for the first time ever, they sold pictures of Star Wars toys <laughs> to be released in a couple months, and wow. people bought them up and literally gave their kids a photo of a toy for Christmas <laughs> because wow. they weren't really ready get, for the yeah. market. And wasn't yeah. that awesome. company Kenner? Like Kenner. Kenner. they didn't do. They were like a new company they were or they had no small new right. the, the the toys that made us on Netflix yeah. is a yeah. great Okay, yeah. I have to watch that. Oh, oh definitely yeah. watch it. They have a whole Star Wars episode. They have like a My Little Ponies episode of um He-Man. Yeah. Cuz I used show. to have probably all of the Kenner Star oh. Wars oh, toys. You the have first to watch the this first episode. run or the second run? Probably the first one because okay. Star Wars is the second movie I saw. I've told you this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the second movie I saw because it was yeah. a drive-in theater with Creature from Black Lagoon is right. the first one. <laughs> but I was the right age for that. So like all me and my cousins were, you know, six or seven after Star Wars came out. And so it was just like, yes, get the toys for the kids. And, yeah. you know, I had the little land speeder and yeah. the Luke. and oh the oh my I did this all. I had so many Star Wars figures. Yeah. I had the second Kenner run. <laughs> Where they like redesigned everything and re-released it with either like well at first with just like the red lightsaber backgrounds and then eventually the green so you right. can tell that the red ones are older. Gotcha. And I have a bunch still like in packaging. Wow. And then I had this like toolbox full of, um, like you know those like those tool or like not tools but like like bolts and nuts things that you like it's like a big plastic thing with a whole bunch of little drawers yeah. in it yes every one of them had an action figure in oh, it oh that's cute and I used to make stop motion <laughs> movies with my Star Wars action figures oh, that's awesome. um, but I, when you were saying it was a throwback I was thinking how like back in the day people were like demanding 
characters be made into action figures. Yeah. Like, I want a weak way, you know? Like, <laughs> I want that dude All from the background. The I want yeah. every, like, every, I want to recreate the cantina yeah. scene in yeah. my bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's the long neck dude? What's his name? Yeah. I don't remember. I want oh, a Ponda Baba, damn it. Ma- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, do you remember his name? Oh, God, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I know exactly your... Um, from the cantina. I almost brought my encyclopedia they have all yeah I but i used to know all their names because yeah. of my action yeah. figures right, you know right right, right. that's how i learned mon, mon something m-o-n something i can't remember that's going to bother me yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll find it though. but yeah so they anyway they made me love the mandalorian the right. main character din Djarin. i just like love that character and the way that you get to the last episode and you finally see his face was just so well set up. Like yeah. I've been if thinking I, all yeah. season long, how are we going to see Pedro Pascal? Mm-hmm. Like when are we going to see his face? And the way that they built it out was perfect. Yeah, especially with you know just building up that he don't like droids. Like the whole right. series, yeah. we know how much he doesn't like droids, and he's willing to die to not let anybody see his still not let anybody see his face. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then of course the whole background with his parents and like how he became orphaned, and it was just so lovely how they didn't just give us everything immediately. Yes. Um, I loved how we got little pieces throughout. And I think the fact that it felt like a movie, like I was so happy when it was finally all released so I could go back and watch it all at once. Yeah. Um, Just because it did have a very filmic feel. Like Mm -hmm. it it didn't feel like, oh, these are just separate episodes and they all feel like separate, you know, parts of the story. It felt like one cohesive story. Yep, absolutely. Um, And I think that final episode is my favorite. Oh, the final series. So So good. It's just from beginning to end. Like I laughed so hard at that opening scene. Oh my God. Because the previous episode ends on such a cliffhanger. And then, like, you get this very, Uh, like, super chill. It's the best. Stormtrooper scene. And just, like, everything that we, like, make fun of stormtroopers for. Like, they can't shoot. (laughs) Like, just try to shoot this. What is that? Like, this can. can. And they just shrug it off. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then looking at the gun, like, what's wrong with this gun? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, you got to see it. I want to see it. Like, all it is so funny. It's like, am I really watching? I know. Yeah. Like, is this the, really the beginning of the finale? Like, what, what did you hear now? <laughs> it was so satisfying and yeah. like in universe Star Wars comedy. Take I know. I, I, I was thinking of you, Doug, when I watched that. Those, like, this Doug is, is my love. This is my favorite thing. It's what yeah. me and Ryan do with Flight Space Seven and yeah. and uh, uh, Red Sun, where it's like genre fiction comedy stuff, but it's all just like the mundanity of the of a oh, of a of a non-mundane world. Mm-hmm. So it's just like superior beings hanging around. It was like a scene I never knew how yeah. badly I wanted. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 And it was oh executed gosh. so well. Yeah. It, I was and dying it's so long. Like, it's so it, long. It, it keeps so much going time. and going, yeah. Yeah. but it's, it's so the, when I first watched that, I was like slack jawed. I was so happy. Yeah. Right? Like, I love too. this. I'm just so glad joy. everyone here likes it because yeah. oh my God. well, because it's very important to me that people like that scene because because <laughs> I'm sure that a lot of people hate it because really? it's like this isn't my Star Wars. Like when you know a lot of people didn't like the humor in yeah. Last Jedi, right? And that surprised me because huh. I it didn't occur to me to not like the humor because I love humor and I like yeah. when humor is pushed. I like yeah. quippy, quippy um, humor. Yeah, but this was like the furthest that Star Wars has ever gone, yeah. and I loved it's it. John Favreau, though. Yeah. I mean, totally. I will admit the fir- in the first episode, the dude mm. who drove the transport um, when they were going back to uh, oh, yeah. the ship. That comedian like, guy yeah, with the beard. I was just yeah. like, these, 
it just it took me out of the world a little bit right yeah. i was like this sounds like just some joe off the street yeah. like in another movie like are you in the right show like are, <laughs> yeah. do you know you're in star wars right now <laughs> like the way he is talking like but this is so jean favre like the he loves that guy that right. guy yeah. that just won't stop talking yeah. that is super <laughs> irreverent has no idea the danger that he's in yeah it's like just i'm like yeah. oh my god like it just it took <laughs> me out of so the world funny. but i was like okay but it's still like funny and it's like okay it's funny. it works yeah and but i when it was this that stormtrooper scene though i was like okay this is where so john favreau's like perfect eye and like mm-hmm. comedic timing yeah yes. are re- mm-hmm. really shine because yeah, yeah. he's using the humor that we already talk about as fans right. yeah like it makes it a little it more relatable show. like star wars is always like marvel what i love about marvel it takes place in our universe it's yeah. a little more right. cl- where star wars and i what i love this about star wars it's totally different but something about that scene just kind of made me feel more like i'm part of the star wars universe right. like Ooh, i get yeah. this humor well like said. i connect I like with it. this on a different level than I have with other Star Wars movies. I just thought it was perfect yeah. and brilliant. I love it so much. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I remember it verbatim, but I think my favorite moment of that opening scene was when they were checking in to see like the status of like, you know, this standoff. Oh, He's yeah. like, well, someone just talked <laughs> oh, back just, to them. Oh, like, yeah. like, he just shot someone so talking back to them. And they just oh, don't give God. a shit. I right. just blinked yeah. so they shot him. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just like that is so Star Wars. Yeah. It's so, so it like rings so true. Yeah, you know? Like Admiral Ozzel or like the people right. that Darth Vader would yes, just knock just off for exactly. doing the stupidest things. And like, how do you restart? Like, how are right. you hiring so many people? Like, <laughs> yeah. God, the turnover here is, like, is insane. Morale down. down. Yeah. yeah. So just it's like uh, no one wants a promotion because then you might possibly be killed for fucking <laughs> right. up. Okay. But, but you get really oh, nice yeah. quarters. So. Yeah. Yeah. But on a side Admiral note, that's why Piet I like seeing like terrified. the, the um, <laughs> not ruined, but like the ex stormtroopers with their their like dirty uniforms, yeah, like oh, dirty yeah. armor, yeah. grungy stormtroopers, yeah, because yeah. yeah. we're post also, empire. Yeah. That's yes, so fun, exactly. right? But it also that feels Love it makes detail. it more realistic. Where yes. yeah. stormtroopers in the original trilogy, I don't think honestly they are given that much thought. This is just like yeah. cannon fodder. Yes. These are just like whatever. But Bantha fodder. <laughs> Bantha <Yeah>. fodder. <laughs> As Star Wars goes on and matures, then it is more of a like a humanity is given to th- those people, you know? Right. And yeah, they're doing terrible things <laughs> and some of them are being conscripted and forced into it, you right. know, but there's, yeah. there's more of a reality there, which well, I think yeah. It, it yeah. is, is a, is a more mature version of storytelling. Well, I kind of love that we got to see one side of stormtroopers with Finn in the movies right. and you yeah. kind of get connected and then to see these, just these Assholes, assholes. Are giving you permission to just fucking hate them. They punch, one of them punches Baby Yoda. I oh yeah, it. I was he done after that. Baby Yoda. I was like, ah, like the no. worst thing you could I'd possibly. heard that the, 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 so it's like a, a comedian and I think a Jason Sudeik. Jason Sudeik. That's yeah. okay. Oh, Sudeik, I forget yeah. the other guy. Yeah. So yeah, like, Adam Pally. I think yeah. I don't even know who that is. I don't know but who I just read either, this. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, but whoever was that did the punching said that he was getting like grief online. Yeah, because people were like mad. Yeah, and you can't even. You have to like go out of your way to find out who it was because they're faceless you yeah, know right? totally. so to then track down <laughs> oh, so why'd you punch baby yoda i know who did this yeah <laughs> i mean baby yoda was the best thing that happened in 2019 yeah oh like, yeah it was a rough year oh we needed <laughs> yeah. we needed baby yoda we did it was very timely yeah i love all the stories about uh what is it werner herzog yeah, yeah. Uh, never talk, seen talking Wars about baby movie. yoda oh yeah oh, those, oh, i live yeah. for those things <laughs> There was um apparently there was one scene where 
they were going to take him out and put a CGI character in, right. and he, Werner Horst called him a coward. <laughs> right. He said, you're a coward. Go with it. Work with the puppet. Yeah. Don't be a coward. And so oh, they I love the puppet it. In. Didn't he say like, that he cried when he first saw... Yeah, yeah I read something like that. Like he was so... When they saw like the, I mean, the, the, the film, the, the end result of... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah the, the puppet baby cost $5 million. Money, uh, money well spent. $5 million dollars I wow. read for that puppet to develop it. It's like... <laughs> state of the art <laughs> it's it's like the most real character yeah, most ever. real alien character that's been put on screen it's, mm-hmm. yeah it's like the yeah. next level it's it's amazing mm-hmm. oh yeah and there are moments where that pu- where it's a cg instead of a puppet like right. yeah. i yes. just i was few. just watching today in episode three i watched <laughs> episodes uh there's eight right yeah. I watched yeah. seven and eight and then three today because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I got to the end of my rewatch and realized that I'd accidentally skipped three the second time through. So I went back <laughs> well, and rewatched it. The, be- the sin, oh, right? That's it's so good. Episodes. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, when when Baby Yoda's like reaching for the little ball on the, the yeah, stick. Yeah. I love that. Like at the very end of the episode, he's like out of focus right. because of the, the the focusing of the cameras on the Mandalorian. And there's a CG version of Baby Yoda out of focus that reaches and grabs for that. And I appreciated so much that when they use CG, they try to keep it in the background right. and try right. to keep it out of focus. It's yeah. like maybe when Baby Yoda's walking in the background of a shot or you know right. stuff like that but whenever we're looking at it and full on looking at it it's like almost always a puppet right yeah. and that's so effective to so ground cool. it in the reality yes. and i i appreciate that like extremely that's what i want out of yeah. filmmaking i love it yeah it a, they definitely they made the right choice yeah oh yeah totally they it's weren't beautiful. a cow. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. just remembering all yeah. my favorite yeah. Baby Yoda moments. Like when I just love when I, I I'm like calling Baby Yoda a they because I don't know if it's a he or yeah. no. Sure. Right. I, like I go with he when, just yeah. because if it's Baby Yoda, I'm thinking I shouldn't be calling Baby Yoda he or she. But because of Yoda, that's right. what it puts me in the mind of. Makes sense. I yeah. will refuse to say the child though because it's Baby Yoda. It's, yeah. It's baby but when they like are flipping all the switches uh, in the ship, yeah. and like yeah. even all the Mandalorians like tell them to stop they're just like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like the rebellious so moments are my favorite yeah. it's like I'm gonna do this well, anyway yeah they've so done a lot cute. of of personality for a character yeah. that we know so little about too it's so true and then like when they are on the um with the kids and they're eating oh, yeah. that yeah. the frog yeah, or eating yeah. that and they, they all go <laughs> they sit out like I'm not like, supposed to like, oh, oh, oh wait I'm not supposed oh, to eat is- this is not oh, just yeah. like the peer pressure and like uh, they're so cute it's like what and the soup moment of the course soup. I love that I just and I love just the A of um what's her name Cara Dune mm. and the Mandalorian like kind of invert like them inverted pointing their guns yeah. And just this ridiculous, oh. you want some soup? <laughs> it's just like, ah, I love yeah. everything about I, all of this. Yeah. I love Cara Dune. Oh, she's great. I uh, want more yeah. Cara Dune. Well, and you know, apparently that role was written exclusively for that actress. That and makes that sense. Cara Dune is actually, um, and now I'm blanking on the actress's name. Gina Cara Dune. Whatever her last name is, that's mm-hmm. why they wrote Cara Dune is like a Anna or something. Oh. Her last name. Like that's how much the role was written for her. Like the wow. whole costume cool. department, nice. everybody rallied around. Like it was this actress. There was no one else considered. That's great. It's really cool. And I want to actually look, because I don't actually know what else she's from, but I want to look. I more she's like an X-Men. Oh, she's oh, an X-Men? Yeah. Well, I think she's Wait, the one. She's an X-Men? The one her boob comes out in the fight within the. Uh, la- it's the fr- no the um, no not X-Men. De- is with it Justin Deadpool? Timberlake? Or are you talking Deadpool? Shit! 
Well, <laughs> it's she. She fights is it, Colossus. Is Colossus in? No, oh, Colossus. Is, is that like, might be Deadpool. Okay, so she's in Deadpool. She's like the bad. Wait, is she Negasonic teenage? No, girl? no, she's the she's like, like the bad, the girl? bad guy. Uh, yeah, she's part of the the bad guys team. She's just. I don't even know if their character has a name. Huh. Yeah, that's kind of ringing a bell. I only saw Deadpool once. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the one where like she's she's strong and mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, invulnerable, and she's fighting Colossus. And then at one point, Colossus is like, "Your costume, your thing." And <laughs> what? And then she, I, they don't show anything, but the implication is like her boob. One of her boobs fell oh, out man, of her costume. That must be that sounds very. And then Deadpool. she's like, "Oh, oh thank you." And then like and, yeah. you know, punches. It's got to be in Deadpool, but I, yeah. yeah, that sounds like that. Okay, so I just I <laughs> I'm not a big Deadpool fan, but I like the X Men, yeah. so I'm calling Deadpool X Men movies. Apparently. <laughs> I just learned yeah. about myself. Well, technically, it is like an X Men movie. Like, yeah. I mean, they go to the mansion and yeah, and they there have X Men you know, in it. The second yeah, one, yeah. and they have Teenage Mutant Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and Colossus and Colossus. Yeah. Okay, so she was Angel Dust. Angel oh, Dust. Yes, nice. that's right. That's her okay. name in that. Okay. And she was a, I think she was an MMA fighter or something. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's She's some. Yeah, she is like a fighter of some She's kind. She's a yeah. badass. And yeah. Love her. She's incredible. I thought she was great. Oh, another just one quick fi- fun fact I learned about that episode too. Um, Pedro Pedro Pascal is not in that episode. He was oh, filming I, something yeah. else. That's so all his stunt. I think double. I ruined this for Jesse. He, yeah, Doug ruined this for me. That oh, it's not yeah. always Pedro Pascal yeah, in the suit. Yeah. There but are his like stunt three... double is the grandson of John Wayne. That's, That's cool. <laughs> and they actually wow. apparently Western work really close together, the right. stunt double and him, because I mean his face is not shown. So the, right. So they work really closely on making the character consistent and his yeah. movements and right. which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. It works for me. I mean I, I never felt while watching like that's a stunt double. Yeah. Right. Not once. No. And, no, in it's fact consistent. like the way that the way that Mando walks into a room is so baller. Like oh, yeah. he just saunters. <laughs> oh, like in episode so three when he gets his his new Beskar armor and yeah. he walks back Stratton. into the bar. He yeah, he is strutting. You yeah. can tell that he feels good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. His movement, it's everything's very subtle, but I, I couldn't that was one of the things that impressed me the most about the show. I think it was in that episode three when he's having that change of heart after he's dropped off Baby Yoda and he's in his ship and he's like taking off. And I'm like, how am I reading this character so well? And I can't right. see his face, his yeah. mask, but it's just every yeah. slight movement. I know exactly what he's going through, yeah, and what he's going to do, and mm. that's so impressive yeah. to me. That's yeah. a great yeah. actor. Yeah. That's a really yeah. great, a great director, or a great stunt yeah, double, whoever it was. In All there. of it, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, if you're going to base an entire series off someone who, uh, who a masked character, mm-hmm. yeah. it's all body language. Like totally. you got to know exactly what you want to say. Mm-hmm. Everything, every movie makes every yeah. movement is important. Like, Every yeah. little thing is mm. tells a story, and I, they, it's incredible how well he did, did with that. I agree. I like to think about like how did this show come to be as far as like a story is concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was thinking about this, like what would I want to do if I were told I could make a Star Wars show, <laughs> um, and I could use like Boba Fett and Yoda, you know, <laughs> like or just even if I were just going to make a show about Boba Fett, and then it couldn't be Boba Fett, you know. I think the number one thing I'd want to do is like, and knowing the lore of Mandalorians that they don't take their helmets off, mm-hmm. my my only goal would be how can I get this guy's helmet off? How can I show this guy's face in the last episode of the season? Like, how can I make you fall in love with someone without seeing their face and then finally see their face? What, but, how would I do that? And but I like, think he just made that up, though. That's not like part of Mandalorian lore. Is that you can't isn't, take your helmet isn't that off. from is that from the Clone Wars or is that not? No. Is that only from this show? Because yeah. there was oh really? The, the, I'm. 
I pride myself on having a somewhat deep knowledge of Star Trek. I have zero knowledge of Star Wars beyond what I can vaguely remember from the (laughs) movies. But I had participated in some online groups about, like, let's talk about The Mandalorian. And there was, I saw long discussions between people about whichever of the cartoon TV series about how in there, and people are posting screenshots of like, here's Mandalorians without Mm -hmm. armors on. And Mm -hmm. like, it happens all the time kind of thing. That's so funny because I... I had heard that Boba Fett was not a Mandalorian. Correct. So yeah. I, for some reason, <laughs> be, be just like, yep, yeah. <laughs> he's ready to teach us all about Mandalorian lore. And I, for some reason, when they said that Mandalorians don't take their helmets off, I'm like, oh yeah, I knew that. But <laughs> that's how good they did. Yeah. But maybe that's just I, I me. The same. No, I, I thought that was like from the old lore somehow. I assume the same. I took it as like, oh yes, this is this is how things. Yes. Interesting. Like it, it triggered a memory that is apparently false. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. What's I have that? a lot of those. What's it called? Like the Man- Mandela effect or something. Man- yeah, the Mandela effect. Yeah, yeah. Or Mandela effect. The Mandalorian Nelson, effect. The <laughs> no, yeah, the Berenstein paradox. Yeah, I did like a one of our bonus podcasts is about that from way back in the day. <laughs> like the idea that you could um, remember something that isn't real yeah. collectively. Like a lot of people remember it. Like a lot of people remember Nelson Mandela. Was it the they think he died. They thought in he prison. was dead. Yeah, and, and, and fully thought that. Yeah, yeah. and they're mm-hmm. like, no, this is just mm-hmm. what happened, and it's this weird collectiveness. Yeah. yeah, or like the Berenstein Bears yeah. are actually the Berenstain Bears. Stern, yeah, but that, was, that one got me. Yeah, and it got me too. And like everyone oh. grew up thinking that it said Berenstein Bears. Yeah, yeah. Berenstein Bears. That's what I called it growing up. Yeah, so it's but it's Bear. Yeah, it says Berenstain, and I like went and looked at an old book. I'm like, no. Yeah, someone changed this. And people use that as. Proof of alternate realities, right? yeah. which is so. I think, I think that's cool. proof that people don't pay super close attention yeah. to shit. <laughs> the, the big one that's was, proof that people are stoners. Yeah, because yeah. the other big one is that. Uh, is it that Shaq was in a movie called Shazam, a genie movie? Oh, yes. But there's... Uh, yeah. So this is where my knowledge breaks too. down. There is a real genie movie... Called Shazam. No. Is, uh, Wait, no. I don't know which... I don't remember because I was not... Uh, I grew up watching that film. Yeah, there, I didn't... It wasn't a movie that was that had sort of crossed my path. But there's one, one version of this where it's like the name of the movie plus the star didn't happen. Yeah. But people right. will argue... Yeah vociferously that it did happen but there is there's there is another similar sounding movie kazam kazam thank you thank you because shazam is a newer superhero film totally different actor totally different story right from like an old dc character right Right. but but there were people who were who would seemingly argue like no i have memories of watching this movie but it's it's shazam not they thought it was shazam but it's really kazam and they thought it was Shaq. but it's actually who it is no, it's Shaq. It's okay. Shaq. So then Very maybe it might is, be a different yeah. actor they're thinking. So that they was think in. it's like Mike Tyson or something. I mean, it's, it's definitely a, 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 a whoever was a black a male movie star in like eighties, nineties. Yeah, 90s. I remember. It was yeah, one of my favorite movies growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen that movie. Yeah, it was on TV. I think I saw it on Nickelodeon when I was a kid. That sounds you know, right. Because it is like when it you is see cartoony. Shaq and Kazam, my brain says Shazam to me. Like, <laughs> I think. That, I think it. Yeah. It's so real. Those, Just yeah. combine the two, and then you're like, yeah, yeah, that's it. No, I will admit when that when Shazam the movie the new movie came out, I thought that it was a remake of this. Movie. <laughs> oh, that, I think I, I did. That oh, sorry, Sinbad. Too. That's what it is. Oh, oh Sinbad. People think Sin. 
Sinbad did a movie called Shazam, but Shaq did a movie called oh, Kazam. No. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, what was that? Called Shazam that has neither of them. What was it? that Sinbad movie where he was like first kid? Yes, <laughs> I love that movie too. It's, that, I think he, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, what's the that. story? He's like protecting yeah. protecting the president. Yeah, he's kid. protecting the pre- president's yeah. son, and like he ends up like sneaking out yeah. and he, like shows oh, him all around. And, what's yeah. the other one he did? Like home home something. With uh oh yeah oh yeah um what was it it was when they yes him and his neighbor house guest yeah house guest I loved house guest it was what's funny. his name from uh, SNL mm-hmm. from news radio Joe Rogan no <laughs> um, Andy Dick the guy Phil Hartman Phil Hartman Phil Hartman that's that's it. the one Just <laughs> naming people who are in news radio <laughs> success. <laughs> Ah. Yeah, running, that's three. I was gonna run out real soon. Well, you got there. <laughs> you got there quick too. Thank you. So okay, yeah, we still don't remember the name of the dude with the long neck. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, just a quick thing about Mandalorian, Mandalorian lore. lore. There's so one of the saddest things about Mandalore is that they're extremely divided. the The planet is extremely divided, mm. and there's a little bit of a, a kind of a groundwork for that in Clone Wars where. Um, Mandalore was targeted um, by the uh, separatists and like they really wanted their allegiance and the Jedi because there's a whole love story between the queen and um, Obi-Wan Kenobi they oh, allied right. with Mandalore to try to help them fight off the separatists and they were not successful mm. Okay, and Satine, I watched this and forgot everything <laughs> <laughs> so after the queen dies the the planet is just in disarray people all vying for power and they end up being divided into many different sects of mandalorians okay. and they all adopt their own way of life and okay and they're devout to that way of life yeah so we get so this is the way is not one way it's there's not <laughs> it's so there's many and yeah. there's some that are like we're warriors specifically and like we're part of the, the national army so they have a very specific way of life yeah. whereas there's people who protected the queen like the the right. royal guard there are people that were just regular people that that were just citizens. So, like, there's many different people that are Mandalorian, but as far as the Mandalorian way of life, depending on what you subscribe to, that would look very different. Um, so, the cool thing about like, Clone Wars doesn't show us too much about um, the Royal Guard, or excuse me, the people, the warriors. Like, a lot of the warriors, they adopted that. Keep the, don't let them see your face, partly because they are completely taken over by the Empire now. Like, gotcha. the, the planet... You'll see, actually, this mm-hmm. in Rebels. There's a, several episodes in Rebels that, uh, because there's a Mandalorian on the team, Sabine... <laughs> Satine, Sabine. Um, <laughs> we, we just had this confusion know, upstairs. Right? It was pretty funny. <laughs> it's like, all oh, the same kind of Mandalorian names. Um, she, her family is high ranking but because the country the planet is controlled by the empire there's a lot of rules and of course a lot of just bad things slavery right. and like all these and like they're trying to also not um it's not like a kyber crystal but there's another resource on mandalore that the empire wants that to create like i believe well i don't want to give it away sorry you haven't seen rebels so there's a, <laughs> there's a resource on mandalore that the empire wants to be able to create weapons gotcha isn't that what they made the dark saber out of in yeah clone wars and that's yes. featured at the yeah. end of Mandalorian. And the Dark Saber right. is referenced oh, so in Rebels. So like when oh, I is saw it? it? Oh, cool. Yeah, you, the Rebels is the first to reference the Dark Saber. And so when I saw it in the Mandalorian, I lost my mind. I was like, how did he get the Dark Saber? Was the Dark Saber not in Clone Wars? I was. I thought I saw that in Clone Wars too. It may. It could be. I don't remember necessarily, but I specifically remember it being talked about a lot. It has a big one of the characters. It's a big part of their storyline. Is the Dark Saber? Yeah, I get a general sense like there's a long history either on. 
on screen or like backstory told on screen yes. of this passing oh, through yeah. multiple oh, yes. hands and having I it disappear. Yes. Reminds me something. Through the whole yeah. backstory of exactly. It. That reminds me that we see vibroblades in this, like when the Mandalorian is fighting someone else in the, in the conclave. And they're like holding blades at each other. The blades are like vibrating, mm-hmm. and they've like oh, talked about that. like vibro blades in the expanded universe mm-hmm. for years, but we've mm-hmm. never seen one before. Right? Wait, which episode was this in? Episode three. Oh, I don't remember that. When uh, that. when the lady Mandalorian who's mm-hmm. in charge stops oh, them yeah. from fighting, yeah. and they're just holding their knives oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, knives yeah. are like vibrating. So cool, yeah. oh, interesting. She was an interesting character. Oh, the armor. So okay, I, my assumptions of yeah, 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 the blacksmith. My assumptions about Mandalorians this whole time because Dave Filoni was involved was that whatever was in the show did not conflict with the cartoons, but it sounds like it kind of does. Well, no, so no, this is, this is the, the argument that I'd seen online that seems to fit in with what you're saying is that there's different sects. Yeah. So this would just yeah. be, One, here's a group of people. Well, this is what they believe that doesn't conflict with what we've seen. But what about like the last episode? Um, Din says, you know, Mandalorian is not a race. It's a creed. Well, that's their creed, you know? Well, like, are all the people living on Mandalore, they are Mandalorians, right? Correct. So, and then it, bec- I guess maybe it becomes a creed because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, this kind of sounds like Judaism in a way. Like, you know, Judaism is like a a race and a religion. It, yeah, I would argue that they're both. Because yeah. specifically with the Mandalorian story, he, he was not Mandalorian. Like, he was found right, by right, right, Mandalorians. Right. So you could be a Mandalorian and not a Mandalorian, or a Mandalorian and not a Mandalorian in yeah. two ways. <laughs> and I think it also has to do a lot with their culture in that they really um, they really have a heart for orphans and younglings. Yeah, yeah so adoption is that, a part of their... That was, that's a big part of Mandalorian culture, is children not being Foundlings. left alone. Yeah. yeah, so... Yeah, and maybe that was yeah, adopted sweet. after the fall of Mandalore, because... Absolutely. They were separated. Like, so many people yeah. died, and like... How else are you going to grow your numbers without taking yeah. in these foundlings and training them to be warriors? Yeah. People like, leave I kids mean, scattered around the Star Wars universe like nothing. All the time. It's yeah. gotta be yeah. awkward. Yeah. You never take your mask Parents off. are killed. Yeah. Kids yeah. are yeah. Like, can't be great. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. They probably don't even reproduce. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah. take your mask off ever. There's no <laughs> yeah. It's got a little awkward. Of course you're yeah. gonna go adult. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I never thought about that. Is it adoption or kidnapping? <laughs> yeah. Six of one I mean, it's, they're saving these children. You know, they're like yeah. giving them a life. And also, like we see that if they're not strong enough to become warriors, they're sent to live with their people. Like, they're really looking after these yeah. kids. Oh, I thought that was these so... These foundlings. It's right. true. That Which is also interesting because that's man. what he does with Baby Yoda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. that, like, this, this feeds into yes. right. an orphan little, that needs like, my protection. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, like, but the blacksmith, even she is like, well, you know. Like, you right. are its father now and you're supposed <laughs> yeah. to do this. Like, she just, like, Step don't act like you don't know what the rules are. Like, yeah. I just loved how she <laughs> just read him. It's like, yeah. I, um, like, at least you forgot <laughs> you are its father and yeah. if you're not going to keep it, you got to get it back to his people. Like, she just didn't even blink. She's like, right. this is the way. This the is end. the way. Did you forget? <laughs> yeah. You can't just keep saying this is the way. You have to actually know what the way is. Yeah. Well, and it's also, like, a great way to tell the audience what the way is because we don't yes. know. And yes. I love how this show doesn't go out of its way to do that. It does tell you stuff 
but it's really spaced out. It's yeah, it doesn't shoot over the head with yes. it all yeah. immediately. Like, right. we're going to yeah. take this opportunity to right. use a scene to give you the entire history of this. Like, <laughs> right. this but in a natural way. No, right. yeah, I like that it's very subtle. It's like sprinkled throughout and you just, it keeps building. And it's yeah, not typical totally. for Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars usually is like, let's do a little exposition. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> do some of this. Or let's just have a bunch of stuff that mm-hmm. they don't go into detail. So you're like, right. it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's just background world stuff. But this yeah. is very much a show, don't tell kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Where you don't know what is and is not going to be developed further or is it important or not you know yeah and I, and that's another example to me of of not mature but confident storytelling yeah. yes. you know yes. where totally. you know like no this is cool we'll get to it you're not just like ah, i gotta tell them the thing yeah yes you know, i agree with that also so it's popped in my head but what you were talking about last week about or a couple weeks ago our last podcast about world building and how important that was and i don't know if just so my second viewing of this show, I was just paying attention to a lot more of the details. And man, like this show, like, um, I think it's Werner, he- no, um, uh, Carl Weathers character. Yeah. yeah. This big, Griff, like, gaudy Griff, gold uh, metal. Yeah. 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 Like, he's got this big, like, metal character. on his, sa- on like, metal that he's wearing. And yeah. I immediately, once I noticed, I was like, oh my God, what's that from? I wonder. And I found my, my brain going to this whole backstory <laughs> mm-hmm. of him. Right. And then every, like, little, because I think, and I think I noticed it more because the pace is slower and a little quieter. Mm-hmm. I was picking out details and I was going on tangents and I want to know everything right. about yeah. every character yes. and how they all connect. And every there was so many little visual details that I wanted to dive into. I was so and glad I was he like, came yeah. back to... The oh world yeah, yes. Carl Weathers. How many is things, awesome. spinoffs, books, everything? I want yeah. to know all of it. Yeah, yes. that's. I feel the same way, and that's what how I want Star Wars to yeah. make me feel because yes. that's what I'm. That's yeah. how I grew up, mm-hmm. and then like the prequels kind of killed that. And then the new yeah. stuff started to kind of rekindle that a little bit. But then the Mandalorian, it like lit that yeah. fire again. Yeah. Like I want to be in this. You yeah, because I think yeah. like and I and I love the I love the latest trilogy of the movies. But I think because it's so fast, like it's mm-hmm. a little harder to catch some or really invest in some of the details like that. And right. I just yeah. kept noticing all these little visual things i'm like that's placed there for a reason especially yeah. knowing like yeah. john favreau and all these people i'm like right. oh i can't wait yeah. well at least the first time around like i feel like I, I mean i watch things multiple times yeah but because of the pace i think even on your first viewing you're able to really digest it yeah. in a way yeah. that is yeah like not overwhelming yeah um and i'm kind of taking a tangent but i really love quill yeah and i was oh so like i was in complete denial that he was gone. right that was, I was rough. like i was like okay well but at the same time, one of my favorite things about a show that gets me like that gets me all the way in is when the danger is made real. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. Because yeah. totally. everyone I always gets off the yeah. hook. It's, it's just like, like, oh, yeah. they're the main character; they There's can't no die, or they're yeah. this character; they can't die. Like, I love when that nobody is exempt from the danger. Yeah. Right. So, like, I, I was really like. It, it, it made me even more engaged in the story and felt like, oh, I'm really for this show yeah. now. But I was also like, I really loved that character. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched it with my mother and it's and she also, she's the one who got me into Star Wars. Oh, nice. Um, but the way she, we all, both of us are out loud commentators when we watch things <laughs> and she's like when he went to back to the planet to like get his help and be like can you like i'm gonna make this you know carriage for the baby and like and i you know the the um was it i9 or ig11 IG can like take care of it it's like always oh, going to grandpa's house <laughs> take care of the baby i'm like he is kind of like grandpa i'm just like oh no yeah. i love him i can't believe that was nick nolte too yeah, i know I can't get over that because I, I knew that going so, in like oh Nick Nolte's doing a thing what's he doing and I looked it up I'm like oh okay is he just the voice like who was on set 
Oh, I mean, that's... that seemed like very CGI, so I assumed it would I be... I thought it was a person. I thought it looked like a person. I thought it was an animatronic yeah. mask. Yeah. That, uh, yes. I thought it was face capture and then like, you know... Oh, interesting. I, didn't, could, I also didn't look into it. It could be that too, but it looked oh, very it real person. to me. But I think yeah. no matter what, it's his voice, because if it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. definitely you know. his voice. Yeah. That's, I was thinking about that, how like... Sound like it. IG-11 was Taika Waititi, who also directed a couple episodes. He directed the last episode. Oh, yeah. That banter scene with the Stormtroopers felt so him. Like yeah. that's I, all yeah. his humor. Like, I'm so glad that Taika Waititi is exploding. I love it. It I makes me so, so happy because he's an incredibly he's talented filmmaker, and I want to see him. I do still more. haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, and I really want to see. I, yeah, I haven't seen it either, but I've no. heard it was great. No, I just I love his sense of humor. His, oh, I yeah. mean, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, Thor like, yeah. Like, Ragnarok was awesome. Right? He saved that yeah. oh my franchise. God. I mean, oh, yeah. so after the Dark World, he revived that, and that was yeah. so brave to take in such a different direction, and somehow he just yeah. made it work and made it yeah. lovable and. It's kind of crazy that Thor is now like maybe maybe like the top tier of like all those Marvel characters, which is crazy. Yeah, just given. Well, he I think he recognized Chris Hemsworth was being underutilized. Yeah. I mean, his sense of humor. He's got great comedic timing. He's so good. Yeah. I he love Chris Hemsworth. He was wasted in the yeah. first couple movies. Ever like, since I wasn't... saw him as George Kirk in the opening moments of Star Trek <laughs> <laughs> in 2009, I was like, I love this man. Who is this man? Yeah. <laughs> he's great. Yeah, he's hilarious. Ugh. But yeah, IG-11, too, was an amazing character. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, like, all of the main characters. Everything. Is it, is it Griff or Grief? Grief. Grief. Grief Targa. Karga. 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 Yeah, okay, Karga. Grief Karga. Yeah. I got it now. But yeah. Carl Weathers. That's a so great one. I love Carl Weathers, like, especially <sighs> so in Colony. You know, he's so Colony, good in Colony, yeah. but yeah. it was great to see him Rest in development. this, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Baby, you got a suit going. I think it was Arrested <laughs> Development. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, he was really, really great. And I love that his character actually like gets in a firefight with with mando and like they're trying yeah. to kill each other yeah in episode yes. three yeah and, the kind of frenemies yeah uh, and deservedly so i mean the mandalorian yeah. is breaking the rules like yeah. hardcore breaking yeah. the rules and grief right. is in and the I right that, like when grief yeah. gets to see or gets to know the child when the child heals him yeah. he yeah. realizes oh, yeah. that mando's been right the whole time yeah, yeah. which is so good it the is. character development in the show like, yeah. yeah i i mean okay I, the time they took for I to, for us to see IG eleven yeah. development, yeah. From, like the from when they're like both you know having yeah. that shootout murder yeah. bot, yeah. yeah, to like showing his development as Quill is like nursing it. Yeah, he got like, a montage. It. He got a whole montage. I'm like, oh, what yeah. is this that was show? Great. It was. I would just thought that I'm. I oh, definitely yeah. am somebody who really loves the, all the droids and all of yeah. the yeah. like yeah. mechanical characters i guess for lack of a better for lack of a better term and I, the fact that they took so much time and they, then yeah. like the Treated sacrifice it. that right. they uh, make ultimately in the end they give you an rough. emotional investment in a mechanical yeah. yes. artificial being yes. and then its sacrifice becomes meaningful to you yes. as a viewer you know well yeah. the way they cap that though at the first episode when when the, that funny thing you learn or he just keeps trying to self-destruct oh, yeah. right. and he's like I will and like no 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 Wait. but the fact that that's how he at the last oh, episode yeah. it is yeah. the thing that he uses oh my yeah. I mean I was like just sitting there just gripping my heart over yeah. this droid walking out and like this is walking his final scene it was just like bringing it back and mm-hmm. tying it to that first episode and how we yeah. first, and then seeing his whole development this arc of this robot droid right. and having this epic Last moment where he like saves everybody. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Everybody well has a great arc. Everybody I, does. I was God. so pissed in episode one when IG11 died 
So the yeah. fact that they brought him back, I was like so happy. I had a yeah. feeling they were yeah. going to like just, that either. When I learned like, Taika Waititi yeah. voiced him, yeah. I had a feeling he was coming back, but I didn't imagine where they would go with him. Right. And it was so much better than I ever thought. I kind of imagined him actually coming back for like vengeance or something. Mm, and yeah. this was so much better. Yeah. So much better. As a so much droid. more interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And it gets you to have, uh, well, not us, but we watch Mando then deal with his feelings of like hatred towards. Yeah artificial yeah. life basically mm-hmm. yeah and then you know can is this something that he can overcome well, or is yeah. he gonna just go through life like no all robots are bad and must be destroyed well and the fact that scene too where the only time you see mando taking off his mask is yes. with ig11 yeah. and that moment where he he's kind of connecting to this thing and understanding him better at the same time he feels safe because because knowing it's not a person. Well, I mean, there's that beautiful exchange. Like, that, I feel like, is one of the most poignant, like, mechanical being to to humanoid conversations. Yeah. Because Mendo was like, I'm not allowed to take take it off in front of any living thing. And it's like, well, I'm not a living thing. I'm not a living thing. And I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was just like, my heart. But also, like, I'm alive (laughs) and sentient and am giving you the answer to your problem. Yeah. That reminds me what I was going to, the point I was going to make earlier when we got sidetracked by... Mandalorians never taking their helmets off is mm. that if I were going to like build a season of a show mm. with a character in a mask and I wanted to get their helmet off at the end, mm-hmm. like how would I do that? And mm. the way that they did it, it is brilliant. It it's so, so perfect. perfect. It's like building in this hatred yeah. of droids yeah. and then having him reveal and himself to a droid. Yeah. Like that's the most that's vulnerable so good. he's ever it's been. It's so in good. Yeah. And they yeah. do a fake it's out so with like good. the first take theater on that which would be like oh he falls in love and takes his mask right. off to make out oh, with someone yeah, yeah, right so right. they they, they, they yeah. go down that road oh, yeah. and fake you out like, at the village easy, yeah like yeah oh, i love that episode oh, yeah. i love very that good. episode where they're on the vi- at the village where you meet cara dune and like yes. they protect the village it's basically just return of the jedi but <laughs> kind of better you know <laughs> but real quick too just going back to the droid you noticed too i didn't pick this up the last time but the at the moss eisley cantina they now have a droid running the place. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 Exactly. Like, I didn't know that. I didn't pay attention on the first that. watching, and I then it's a droid running the funny. place. Yeah. I did think like, about that. I dude. was just like, okay, well, that, that, that whoever that was running the place before is gone. Yeah, droids are running this the no place. blaster guy. Yeah. yeah, no blaster. They all got shot. They needed yeah. a droid because they can yeah. get shot. And no one yeah. No one wanted to work there. I yeah. love they that. Get I, I was so surprised. Well, okay. First of all, I was surprised that we weren't on Tatooine in the beginning because I thought that we were. I thought that too the first time. I had in my head that it was Tatooine. Yeah. And then we go to Tatooine like in a couple episodes. So Navarro and Tatooine look very similar. Mm -hmm. And there's Jawas on both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is something that... Oh, yeah, because the Jawas where he climbs... So that wasn't... Tatooine. No, no. no. But oh, there's yeah. Jawas on. Oh, wait, hold on. No, that's a Juku. That's yeah. a totally different planet. That's where Quill lives. Right. Yeah, which is a third yes. planet. Yeah. Jawas, Jawas which are is everywhere. There's broken technology. Like, yeah. And yeah. they like the desert. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I had been thinking for years that Jawas were native to Tatooine, yeah. but of course, yeah. I guess not. Yeah. Yeah, I guess not. Sand people are native to this, Tatooine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that scene when he's communicating in yeah. sign language. Oh my to God. Oh, I love, I love that, that so much. much. I love that, that like, so much. Like enriching characters oh and like yeah. spe- that we already were familiar. That's another thing that I really yes. like the brilliance of this show that it takes like the familiar things we know and adds to them and makes yeah. them so much better. I love that scene where he's communicating in sign language. That was to- yeah. exceptional. Yeah. That was so good because so like good. in one second, they 
they humanize yeah. Tusken That's Raiders who've always say. been referred to as monsters. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Like Anakin Skywalker like slaughters a whole village full of yeah. these quote unquote mm-hmm. monsters. Mm-hmm. But they're intelligent creatures with who them. communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And like just because you don't know how to communicate with something doesn't mean that they can't. God, right. I yes. loved that. I, I loved it so much. Yeah. And I also love seeing sign language on screen because it's not something you see yeah. often. And I took um, sign language for three semesters in college. So is it actually real American sign language that they use? Well, okay, here's the thing. I am <laughs> real bad at languages. Like, <laughs> I I couldn't sign to you now, unfortunately, because I didn't keep it up. Mm. Um, and I was never able to communicate with people who were f- fluent. Yeah. Like, you had to go real slow for me to be able to tell. So I, off of watching that, I couldn't even tell I'm just you. curious now. But I wonder it, if it is yeah. or... It looked real to mm-hmm. me, but I don't know. I really don't know. But it did look real to me. It would make more sense if they were signing in an alien language. I kind of <laughs> hope it's not okay, I only but that'd it, be a cool for if the, it were me for as a filmmaker deaf community though I, to be able exactly. to see them represented would, on there yeah, yeah. that's cool. what I was going to say yeah. I would have yeah. done it real yeah. just to represent just, the deaf yeah. community yeah. and yeah. I I have a feeling they may have but I don't know for sure I know mm. I'm going to look into that later no yeah worries. but okay this brings up a question that I have been thinking about since I watched Rogue One for the first time because on Rogue One they live at this homestead that looks a lot like a Tatooine homestead mm-hmm. on this other planet with like the rings around it at the very beginning you know like yeah. when you yes. first meet these so characters green, greener planet though yeah exactly so yeah. it's not Tatooine but they yeah. live in a homestead that looks like Tatooine there's some kind of like moisture evaporators or exactly. something they're working exactly yeah. yeah and then we see very similar stuff on both um, Navarro and on Quill's planet yeah. so what what is happening? Like, what? What is it? it? My my theory is that these are like imperial homesteads. That if you are a member of the Empire, which all these planets are, because the Empire took over everything, mm. then th- this is like it comes in a crate and you unpack it, and it's a homestead that you can hold <laughs> in a box. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, one of those mattresses that you get in a box, <laughs> but it, you open up the box and your homestead and pops go, out. <laughs> yeah, because but. So that's my theory. And then the other side to this question that I wanted to ask you guys about is like, I liked the idea that every planet was different and every planet was unique that was present in the original trilogy because like nothing looked the same in the original trilogy. Like you go from world to world, everything looks totally different and they're not doing that anymore. Now it's like there is a way that homesteads look on all these different worlds. And and I actually kind of like that too. If it's like the Empire did this, that that's kind of cool. I like that too. But I'm just curious if other people are thinking about that. I don't. I, so what I didn't like about original Star Wars in the in all of them in general is the kind of monolithic uh, worlds. Mm-hmm. This is the ice world. This is the swamp world. This is the desert world you know yeah, where yeah, yeah. this is the city world yeah it's like all right fine i, I love yeah. that but i, get, I hear you i get why you're doing it <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you could also just like go to the cold part of another world yeah yeah yes. exactly. you know i mean like it doesn't yes. have to be the whole world fine yeah so <laughs> you're also sort of running out of environments we are familiar with exactly. so you can't just keep you know mm. yeah. so i think now you're we're, we're seeing that huh. fragmented a little bit and yeah. you're, or you're seeing like you're saying you're seeing repetitions where it's like well they're just going yeah. to a different desert instead of a monolithic world it's turning into like a monolithic galaxy which is that's what i'm don't want is for the whole galaxy to feel homogenous i want it to feel so super different when you go from world to world so i think it i think the aesthetics of what you see in the towns in the world are probably dependent on like the climate that is is portrayed as where like this makes sense this is what people are building in these kind of things so like all desert worlds in the empire have 
these type of moisture evaporators. Right, this is like the way that you would live in the desert. Right. But there's yeah. also... But that the, green world was wet. Why are they using moisture evaporators? Yeah. They because there's a lot of moisture already. They, they have to be yeah. There's us. a lot of moisture to evaporate. Yeah. Yeah. Moisture already. Deep moisturizer. Um, but I mean, they, but they, they also, harness something, I guess you still need a tool to do that. Whether sure. you have lots of it on your planet or very yeah, little. That's true. Yeah. That's true. If you, you got to drink water. Listen, have you ever had a humidifier <laughs> dehumidifier in the same device? No. The, those exist. You get okay. a, it's a humidifier and a dehumidifier. Oh. Okay, so you can suck the moisture out of the air or pump it back or in. Put it back in, yeah. 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 yeah those okay. exist. That's what these are. But my point <laughs> is that also they do still show other worlds like in the Rise of Skywalker, yeah, yeah. where like they that, show mm-hmm. that that very like vibrant, colorful. Yeah. Oh, I love that's that. What I was yeah. about yeah. Which to me very felt like the yeah. Indian uh, Festival of Colors Ho- kind of Holly, thing. Absolutely, this, yeah. Holly yeah. Festival. Holly, yeah. yeah. So this is what the, I feel like. What this is what they're kind of giving yeah. the implication of. So there is still diversity of aesthetics of culture and of yeah. of architecture yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah. But they are still also repeating certain tones. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, and it could yeah. depend on you know the proximity to these planets to each other which system are they in again and colonization like if the empire um ruled several pla- i mean that their culture their architecture their right. whatever is imposed on certain so there's going to be some commonalities in that and yeah. then yeah. other planets maybe on out that haven't been touched by the empire or haven't yeah. been yeah. reached have their own rich <laughs> beautiful I don't know. That's such a really good point, too, because with with the colonization, it's also the Empire stealing resources, right? Right. So there are going to be, there's going to be machinery or tools to extract whatever Mm -hmm. they want. So if it is moisture, then yeah, you're going to have one because Empire is going to come to collect. It's like, great, Mm -hmm. what did you get for us? (laughs) Right, bunch of water. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is going to be useful somewhere else because we own a bunch of deserts. Right. Yeah, or the planet in Rogue One that had the produce the kyber crystals. uh, Right. When we first see, that's why they're there. Jedi, there, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. there's stuff like that in Rebels too. I can't wait for you to finish watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still haven't done it yet, but after the last time we had talked, you you had gotten me all excited to <laughs> to watch that. Well, stuff. I got and all then... excited, but I got mixed up because I went and tried to watch the Clone Wars, mm. and I couldn't quite. I couldn't quite. I don't know. Yeah, right. we, we were just talking about, about this earlier. before yeah. we recorded, but we can do it again. I think because I could get used now. to it. I think I could get used to the animation. Yeah. I described it. I was describing them like if oh you ever gosh. watch Community. Oh yeah. You know when Abed has those like where everything's in claymation. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. how I felt like I was watching yeah. somebody thinking of Star Wars and they're <laughs> visually in their mind as like claymation or something. Like it was just hard for me to get used to that. Yep. Yeah, but I can understand I, that. Yeah, I, I was very distracted by the animation when I first heard it. I was like, I don't. I don't think I like this. My brain yeah, is confused. That, that yeah. I can't focus. <laughs> why? Why do I care about this? Yeah. Um, for, I feel like Clone Wars. The pacing can be a little hard. But when I started watching, I fell in love with Rebels. Yeah. yeah. And there's the thing about Rebels that they use, like a lot of characters from the Clone Wars series come back in Rebels. Right. And you see the continuation of their story. So yeah. it's super satisfying mm-hmm. when you watch Clone Wars and seeing what they went through, especially when like a lot of them are clones right. that like survived the war. Right. And survived Order 66. Like, mm. it's like, you, what? Like, <laughs> like, what is, and it's just amazing to see those characters who were, because Clone Wars takes place between movies two and three. Right. And then Rebels is after, when is Rebels? It's after six, right? Or is it before? No, it's not after six because Darth Vader's in it. It's like, isn't it before it's, four? It's before four. It's between three and four, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's between three and four. Which is a great time period. Really, um, I'm loving Rebels. I'm like, so, I'm sorry, am I interrupting No, you? you're good. I'm listening. Yeah. Okay. I, like right before we started recording, um, I, B and I just 
finished well, I just finished season one and B was watching with me. So I'd like not seen I, I haven't seen anything past season one. And there's like a character that comes back at the end of season one that's from Clone Wars. Hmm. So now I really want to go back and finish Clone Wars. Right. But yeah. I actually tried since the last time we all got together to like go back and watch more Clone Wars. And I got through like like five or six episodes and like put it down and forgot to pick it back up. Because yeah. it's just not grabbing me. You know, there's there's things I like about it. There's characters I really like in it, but there's a lot that I just find either boring or silly. So I just like, I'm having a hard time getting hooked into it. But yeah. I hear it gets better and better. So hopefully I'm like, at, I'm right in the beginning of season four. So hopefully I'm at the point where it gets really good. And there, there was yeah. good stuff in season three. It's just like, after that was some really bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes I think it can work back words like if you watch rebels and get like you were saying it made you more curious mm-hmm. more interested to go back and watch clone wars yeah, totally. like yeah. i see that with some of the marvel movies sometimes like once i saw infinity war and endgame i went back like i didn't really remember like the first thor movie or the first right. spider-man or something and i enjoyed those movies more and i felt like they were enriched and i cared more about those movies after i'd seen the the yeah. newer ones so mm. I don't know maybe I'll want. try starting with Rebels and get in but if that's the one that's gonna hook me and then I'll see if I get interested in right. that's yeah back. I think yeah. that's a good idea yeah yeah do, season do one that. of Rebels was fantastic it feels like Star Wars and I love the characters um what's the droid's name Chopper Chopper is like <laughs> potentially my favorite droid mm. I mean he is really hilarious I don't know there's been a lot of real there's some good, real droids, good droids you gotta watch Chopper <laughs> there's you, Doug, will love Chopper. Yeah. I don't know. I don't give well, it a season. Who's the lady that wrote Fleabag? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yeah, yeah. Her, so her droid's my favorite droid right now. What, what's what do you mean her, her droid? Her she, oh, yeah, she's from, the voice of Solo. From, solo. Yeah. yeah. Oh L, my L, god. L nine. What's, yeah. no, what, what's yeah. her name? The droid. What is that? I want to oh. say L nine. Yeah, L L. Yeah, it is L. Is it L nine or L two? L. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember either. K two S O. Yeah, he's coming back. K two S O is really good. How excited are we for the fucking Rogue One spinoff? Cassian Andor show with K2SO? Oh my god. Oh, that's right. That's going to be nuts. Yeah. And also, um, the Kenobi show, I'm I'm beyond excited. I'm so excited. Now that we've seen how good Mandalorian is, I can't even wait. Right. They they have the potential to do good with the show in the right in the hands of the right creator it seems like they can make something that doesn't feel that it was fiddled with and that's what sometimes star wars feels yeah. like we're like oh other people were afraid and so they fiddled with yeah. us a little bit mm. and this did not feel like that this <laughs> that, felt like yeah. this felt so like funny. someone watch it and they're like jesus I, if this fails then i'm disavowing this entirely like i have to imagine People that work at Disney were hesitant. Yeah. You know, mean what on mean? the Mandalorian oh, for the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Because it, it's there's no no other Star Wars yeah, like it. Yeah, totally. So it's good. Oh, it had to be a bit of a risk. Yeah, but I think if you're yeah. a, a conservative content owner, right. which Disney feels very much yeah. like, where they're like, we don't like to take chances. Right. We don't want to do we anything weird. Yeah, we'll do a lesbian yeah. kiss, and it's just gonna be for a second in the end of the last movie, and that's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. So this feels like would be the kind of thing that would terrify someone yeah. that just wanted like to keep printing Star Wars money, like right. keep making the same thing. Mm. So all to say that I have high hopes for something like Obi-Wan coming yeah. out, because if it is in the hands of a good creator, it seems like they would be allowed to do a yeah. good thing with it. And well, not yeah, like the Mandalorian tinkered. will probably open more doors and give Disney a little more comfort. Yeah. And yeah. people explore and be a little more, 
creative with not having to stick to take some risk and, yeah, and exactly. you know what risk, something's risk. gonna fuck up you're gonna make yeah. one yeah, and right. it's gonna totally. be like this was yeah, a bad idea yep. and pull yeah. the plug on it but yeah i also feel like they can do more genre exploration now mm. oh, where yes. you can have like this is like spooky horror star wars you know or like uh, yeah. this is like situational comedy star wars you know and it doesn't it doesn't all have to be like adventure space adventure yeah they can yeah. they can really do more with it yeah because this was a straight up western it was yeah. this was a western yeah the guitar the electric guitar the music is so good the, the music in the mandalorian is like oh. my favorite score since yeah. since black panther which yeah. was written by oh. the same person <laughs> really yeah. oh, i think you said that last time and yeah Oh, it's the like music. That, so good. So good. These are like the only two scores that to me stand up to a John Williams score. Mm -hmm. The yeah. Mandalorian for me is like a revolution in Star Wars music. Oh, it's I adore beautiful. Star Wars music, but I, I will admit that I feel that the John Williams compositions in have been always amazing, mm -hmm. always great, but the first three movies are so much better. Like they're just so varied in tone and in yeah. rhythm and melody <laughs> and like <laughs> I mean, I was. I like, was trying to think of my reaction, and then you went, "Yeah," and I was like, "That's about right." <laughs> well, I gotta I, say, I, like I half agree with what Jesse I, said. I was a I was a music major, and I studied classical music, and that's around the time where I really got into like the original Star Wars. Well, actually, that's not true. I got into the original Star Wars scores in like elementary school. I bought right. them on CD and like I remember listened to them the all the time, <laughs> over and over, <laughs> and like had, I could tell you like which battle, which music was from, yeah, like what totally. the different pieces were called. And I didn't do that with the prequel music because I liked the prequel music, but I didn't love it. You know, there was some good yeah. scores. I the, mean, I'm sorry, the the fight, though? the battle, the, the battle. Oh yeah, oh, the duel of the fates. The yeah, duel that is no, it's incredible. Don't get me wrong. I mean, don't get me wrong. In the new ones, yeah. I liked yes. Ray's theme in the new ones. Yeah. Like the music they play when she's like sliding in the first yes. sliding yeah. down. The, that, we like, first the, introduced her. Which yeah. I'm yeah. having trouble bringing to my yes. brain right now. But like, I, yeah. I loved, yeah, it was I mean, memorable. I, as be I love that. I'm underselling. I do love it all. You have to watch them a hundred times and then compare. All nine of his scores I do love, but there's something about the original trilogy that I feel on yeah. a deeper level because of the variety of textures that he's using like the battle of hoth you know mm -hmm. the music in the battle of the hoth is half is like crazy different it's so interesting and he uses piano in a way that he doesn't use in anything else yeah. and then to me the mandalorian felt like that like that to the next level like let's throw in some synthesizers let's throw in some electric guitar let's use one melody over and over yeah that's like the, like straight up western music it you is. know like dun 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 so memorable the acting, like the da, 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 everything da, 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 just da, 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 is so cool. Da, 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 da. I'm looking at you because I always say, Why is no one else singing with me? I was really just enjoying you. You're doing. a professional singer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking right at you, like, let's go, let's go. And you're just <laughs> enjoying it. I want you to, I want you to sing. <laughs> you weren't getting so really moment. I was trying to use the force to get you to sing with me, and I don't have it. I don't have it. You're not looking at me because you know how I sing along with you. <laughs> That's exactly right. I will never forget trying to teach you to sing something. It was it was oh. wonderful. Oh, lost cause. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great. No, it's even better. It's, 
Anyway, the mu- the score. The music's great. Yeah. The score is incredible. Uh, do other people feel oh. this strongly about it, or am yeah. I? Like, no, I, don't. I I think the score you is don't? fantastic. Oh, the but I don't. So I don't. Memorable. Music doesn't really like. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not like a musical-minded person. I don't really think about it. You have to yeah. point out to me that music is playing for me to go, oh, yeah, music's playing. <laughs> I, I am all about the music, because yeah. especially underscoring, because it tells me what I'm supposed to feel sometimes. Yeah. It's like, right, right. oh, the music stopped. Something important's about to happen. Right, or right. it just yeah. got louder. Or like there's drums happening. It's building to something. Right. I mean, even when we were watching Rebels just before everybody got here, that music that was playing during the battle between the Inquisitor right. and the Jedi, it was like, oh, the people are singing... Yeah, it's like you know that something like the, everything's the shit is hitting the, the corals here. Like something's going down. Like the chorus has come in. So someone's yeah. about to meet their fate. Like it's like oh, so like for me, music is a huge cue in the like a huge part of the storytelling. Like right. oh no, like even in a horror film, the yeah. music. Yeah. Like oh don't I, I talk to the screen like oh don't you hear the music? Yeah, you about to die if you don't get out of this house. Like yeah. what are you doing? So yeah, um, totally. and the thing I think that's cool about the Mandalorian for me is that I always watched the episode to the very end. Like, yeah, me too. So there was yes, zero time left. Right, right. I could hear, and then watching the time. illustrations at yes. the end. The artwork. The artwork yeah. was so cool. Yeah. I was like, oh, like, I want that graphic novel. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I want all of those right? prints on my, me in too. my apartment. Oh my gosh. I watched every credit sequence yeah, twice. I watched yeah. the end. To the Every end. Time. Because yeah. I love that song. I want to yeah. see so much. The theme is and just the so image good. And the music. And the fucking pictures. It goes yeah, they're so, so good. Well. It, just, it like, makes yeah. you want to keep watching. You I'm like, feel, don't ever end. Yeah. yeah. Like, it feels <laughs> like yeah. you get another, like, bonus little mini movie or something at yeah, the end of recap yeah. or something yeah. of just being able to watch these storyboards with the yeah. music on. Mm. Oh. To me, like, the perfect marriage of, like, image and music can heighten an experience to this, like, insane level. And that's how I feel about the original Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I absolutely felt that way about Mandalorian. Whereas, like, the prequels, I just don't like the way they look that much, so I can't ever reach that level. It doesn't matter how good the music is, because you're right, like, Duel of the Fates is fucking incredible. Yeah. yeah. That music is great, but, like, but because... When I think about that music, I think about Jar Jar Binks and you know, oh. young Anakin Skywalker. I, I mean, I love you, Jake Lloyd, but I, you know, not <laughs> yeah, your fault. That's real. Um, but not yeah, your like fault. we love you, Jake. <laughs> yeah, it was not your fault. But yeah, like that sense memory yeah. is tainted by what I don't like about what yeah. I'm seeing versus like the Mandalorian. Just like man, I mean, thinking it all of, comes together. Yeah, it's thinking so about the whole thing as yeah, like a as yeah. a whole unit, like the Everything sense memory so of the Mandalorian yeah. is like so good. You just feel like people, like John Favreau, the people that put this together, like the, the when Disney bought Star Wars, it does make it a little harder sometimes for me to feel as connected to it. Like right. I see this big mm-hmm. conglomerate, but I mm-hmm. watch the little Mandalorian, I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> but I feel like the people that made this show love these films as much as I do like I feel the same way about James Gunn with Guardians of the Galaxy or something like Disney may own it there might be a bunch of like suits that are throwing money at this and all these but I believe that he this is something personal and I connect to him and I feel that same way about the Mandalorian like these people love what I love they Mm. love they grew up with this Yeah, they feel the same way that I do yeah they've got a reverence and a respect for it and and let's not forget that John Favreau they're not doing it for a paycheck they're doing it because they want to make art about something they love absolutely let's not forget that John Favreau made the first Iron Man movie and kicked off this whole thing totally like he is making good (laughs) shit you know it's done with love and with passion and he was in one of those cartoon ones right Clone Wars or Rebels he's was he 
Yeah, I I I don't know who because again I hadn't gotten around to it. But when a, I was, they have a lot of celebrity guest voices in in both Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah, so he might have even just lot. been like a small thing. But yeah. when I was googling about the uh, dark lightsaber, oh yeah, it mentioned John Favreau. Huh. Like, oh, and there's a, the the latest episode Mandalorian has a tie into whatever Rebels or Clone Wars. Yeah, and then the, it also mentioned like, oh, and side note. John Favreau's character was involved in a storyline where someone had the dark saber. So it's like interesting. Huh. Yeah, definitely in huh. Rebels you'll see. Oh, very cool. <laughs> like tangent, I will. Uh, <laughs> I'm going through my um, DVD collection and deciding what I'm going to give away, uh, either to Goodwill or try to take it to third place books. And I came across uh, Aliens, Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, which is oh also a I never saw that. film. That's a great That's movie. I never saw it. Yeah. I wanted to see that so bad, I mean, and I heard I it was bad, and I didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think I've actually saw it. <sighs> oh, I remember sh- being Harrison Ford. Ford. I was like, right? Cowboys yeah. and Aliens. That's the best title I've know. ever seen for anything. But then it's the reviews made it sound really bad. Harrison Ford, Daniel it. Craig, right? Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, that sounds so good. And then when I heard it was bad, I got scared off. It's fun. It's a real fun movie. I will watch it. I've always wanted to see it. It's the kind of movie that. Like it, you get invested in, and when it's over, you're like, okay, I watched it. Like yeah. that's not. It's like there's, I don't need to see anything else. Yeah, like, I mean, it's yeah. cowboys and aliens. What were you expecting? Like it wasn't <laughs> that. It's not complicated. Like it's a there's western with aliens. With aliens. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the reviews of that movie are the kind of thing that just make me mad. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I went to McDonald's and got mediocre food. Yes. Yeah. Five stars. As promised. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, you don't have to take it. It doesn't take itself too seriously. But you have great actors in it. Like, yeah. the first, I mean, it just made, made me remember how much I love Daniel Craig as yeah. a, as an actor, yeah. especially in action He's films. Great. Yep, yep, yep. Because I love him in all the Bond films. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking Did forward you see to Knives Out? I did yeah, see Knives Out. Okay, go. that that right. trip was so trippy. I'm like, I can't look at your face and hear that voice coming <laughs> out of it. The accent. Like, who are you? I don't know who you Colonel are. Colonel Sanders. Right? right? Like, oh, is, is that, that the one where he's got a southern accent? Yes. I didn't see the movie, but I saw a trailer. Mind. Who uh, made that movie? That's um, Last Jedi. You're Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay, Johnson. it is Ryan yeah. Johnson. Yeah. But anyway. Captain we were, America. <laughs> talking about how Jean Favreau um, you know, did the first Iron Man film. Like, oh yeah, on the front of my DVD, it says, but made by the same creator as Iron Man. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Watched that uh, earlier. On Cowboys and Aliens? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's on the cover. Because like, that's oh, like a that's selling so point funny. at that point in time. Exactly. So Man, like, oh, I did wow. not remember that he did that. I gotta so, see that movie. But the thing that I love, because I watched it today, I was like, this, just the fact that he also is, has done The Mandalorian, it's like, you've right. done Westerns with a space twist. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, that's yeah. so weird that you did that. space, like, you have to This is it. like Cowboys and Aliens, like 2.0. This is the Cowboys and Aliens I wanted to make. Aliens would be a fun one to do a podcast about us. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, game. That could be a fun I one. mean, Olivia Wilde is in it, and I hate oh, her character, yeah. but she's yeah. in it. I, oh, she like, was I one of my know. big crushes back in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, it's, yeah, it's just, you don't take it too seriously, but right. there's It's some, based on a comic book, so yeah. it's it's not, you know, hmm. it's not like a deep novel that you should be expecting out of it. <laughs> it was yeah. all building towards but the Mandalorian. you have some great acting moments because yeah. of these... Uh, the actors that were in the movie it's right. like yeah uh, the quality the caliber they didn't take the actors. premise seriously but they took like we're gonna make like this is gonna feel like a western right. we're gonna we're gonna put some effort into this we're gonna yeah. hire good actors for this mm-hmm. yeah well that's what he's good I mean same with why the Marvel movies are so good like I'm gonna do Iron Man I'm gonna do Marvel but we're gonna get Robert Downey Jr. Right. and mm-hmm. all these caliber actors and we're gonna write this thing like Really well. yeah, yeah, and having people that care about the the, the the source material. Yeah, exactly. You know. That makes a huge difference. 
So speaking of westerns, the other famous space western in my life is Firefly. And right. yeah. I hadn't seen like a hardcore space western since Firefly. And in many ways, this is more of a space western than Firefly because it like yes. brings in the element of like music and and cinematic tone that, that yeah. westerns have. And I just want to point that out because I just love it so much. Yeah. And I think that space western should be a thing that is done more because it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch Firefly. Everyone's told me. It's well, when right. you do, oh, it's fucking awesome. I love is it. Is that and when you do, or that's Joss no, Whedon? Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jane and I have been doing a episode by episode breakdowns of Firefly on this uh, podcast feed oh. for a while now. I may okay. be wrong. But we're only halfway through because our scheduling is terrible. <laughs> but isn't it, and it's only like, it's one season though, right? 14 episodes. It's not even okay. a full... Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's... What it's great. It's so season. good. Don't listen to Doug. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> I feel like people I love like Doug. it Doug because has of the amazing promise. opinions. Doug's opinions about mm-hmm. Star Trek have changed my life, but he's wrong about Firefly. <laughs> but I, well, I should watch Firefly again. I just... Yeah. When I watch it, I was like, oh, this is boring, first of all. Mm. And then I was like, oh, it's getting good. This is probably close to being canceled. I was like, yep. <laughs> and this is where it gets canceled. Because I knew it was one season. So uh-huh. my thought had always been that people were nostalgic for what it could have been, right. for the promise it held, versus like what it actually represents with what they've done with those episodes. For me, I may be entirely wrong. I'll give it another I, go. I, I think, well, for me personally, I, I don't, can't speak for fandom, but for me, I fell in love with Firefly in, by episode four, where I was like, in love i was like this is i've never seen anything like this right this sort of like witty banter in a sci-fi show is what i've always mm-hmm. wanted and i also I may have watched them in the wrong order because okay. i know there's yeah. a controversy not a controversy but there's yeah. a difference with the broadcast order and then right. the artist intended order i watched them. in the story order which really helps right um and i liked it from episode one but i didn't love it till episode four mm-hmm. but then i loved those next bunch of episodes through 14 there's like one episode i didn't care for as much uh but just that whole like half arc or half season of firefly is one of my favorite tv things that exists and it rivals my love of star trek next generation i just really love it yeah yeah i i I would be super curious to see what you think of it. i'll give it another shot doug has become like The the person I talk to about science fiction like <laughs> at least once a week. I changed Jesse's more. mind on on how to enjoy Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Like I we gave him a different way to enjoy Star Trek. Yeah, we like see each other every few days to talk about <laughs> nerd shit now. So I'm super invested in, in you watching Firefly again. All right. Well, you can change my opinion, and that'll be fair. Yeah, totally that'll be fair. And then someday we got to watch Stargate. So I like Stargate. Yeah, yeah that's... one of these days I want to get to Stargate on this show. I, I don't know if it'll ever happen because like yeah, it's on Amazon. There's so much to talk There's about. So many. It's, it's yeah. So it's one of the streaming things has it. Yeah. I love that movie. That great. movie was one of my. Yeah. I watched that movie oh, probably like yeah. five times in the theater. Yeah. I was oh, so in love that with that. That was a movie that I watched several times. This was like. This movie understands what I want in a movie. Yeah. The only other movie I've seen that <laughs> fulfills that for me is uh, Jupiter Rising or Jupiter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that movie and I was like, oh, this movie gets me. This movie really? is just like, just put every idea you have out there in the oh movie. My God. And just like, let it all go. Is it a crazy idea? It doesn't matter. Let it happen. <laughs> Ryan, and I it were gonna, happen. Ryan and I were going to do a podcast about that and we didn't get to it uh, before he moved. It's it was what, So Doug talks about his writing partner. That's Ryan, Ryan who Casey. used to be a regular on this podcast, actually. Right, but he right, moved right. to LA like a year ago. Makes it harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I was saying about the genre, what I like about this being a Western sci-fi is that the franchise I think could do like a comedy Star Wars, a horror Star Wars, yeah. a a like mm-hmm. noir detective 
Star Wars. You know, you could do a lot with this world, and this shows that that there's Coruscant. Yeah, absolutely. That would be such a great, you know, like Jedi murder mysteries. Yeah, there's so much that you could do because of what you're saying, like the world building. They've built. Mm a world and they can do they can let this world breathe they can explore it more and Mandalorian shows that there is room for them to do that and I don't think that many franchises movie TV franchises let themselves do that like comic books very much do that where it's like there's all kinds of things for comic books but like the Marvel Cinematic Universe it's just superhero movies so far, you know. They haven't really, they, and then and then uh, well, what's sci-fi. Yeah, I um, yeah. You got you got civil or um civil war. You've got um the when, winter, I was soldier, say winter, winter soldier. Winter soldier. Okay, winter soldier, yeah. like, it's like, like a nineties like thriller. It's yeah, like yeah. a nineties cop movie. And then yeah. you've got it's Guardians like, of the Galaxy. Winter Soldier is like fucking opera, hit with Robert De Niro, like, you know? Yeah. Right. And they all have a, like a low level yeah, comedy to it. Like Ant Man is like Ant Man's a heist film. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. That's true. That's a good point. I feel like they have done that, and like Doctor Strange is like this mystical magical movie oh my yeah, yeah. God, um, and you're gonna get horror with Sam Raimi yeah oh he's Raimi? out Raimi? he's out isn't he no he's no, wait. doing he's doing that's right Doctor Scott, Strange. Scott Derrickson left and Sam, Sam Raimi, Raimi took it over and this is so exciting. that's actually they're, crazy they're now trying to combine though Marvel is integrating the Sony like the old like the Tobey Maguire oh um, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man Venom what? so we, they, we actually think that there might be a multiverse thing oh, happening shit. where what? there's gonna be Tobey Maguire no. and Andrew Garfield we don't know Right. They're gonna, so they're gonna, a, they're gonna also, DC you know, it. Yes, do oh, it, do oh. it, do it, do it. That yeah. would be great. Like be. in, in <laughs> the, um, the yeah. Sam Raimi <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah. there's How even a joke with James. Live action um, into the Spider Verse. Oh, yeah, What's his name? J- um, um, James J- Jonah J- Jameson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's talking to one of the side guy, and they're like, "Well, what should we call this? Doctor Octopus? Doctor Strange? Oh, that's great, but it's taken." And so there's like a reference, and they're thinking they're gonna somehow. Connect that. that. Yeah, oh my yeah, gosh, that, that sounds. Um, really yeah, I actually cool. think I, I missed feel. that news because when you said Sam Raimi was doing it, I was like, no, I heard the director was fired. But then I'm like, no, the director was Scott, no, not yeah. fired, but left. But it was Scott Derrickson, wasn't it? Well, and you, yeah, because he did I the first before. one. And so then, now Sam Raimi's taking it over. Yep. I don't know if you, I knew that. Did you actually. see Far, Spider-Man: Far From Home? I haven't mm-hmm. seen that yet. You saw it. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting for it to hit Disney Plus, then I'm going to watch it. Another connection. I don't want to give spoilers, but there's a scene in Spider-Man: Far From Home. One of those post credit, best post credit scene. You're just like, what? And there's a character. F- I don't want to ruin. It. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> is it? Is it an X Man? Mm, I'm not gonna say don't anything. Tell me. I'm gonna watch it. It's not on Disney Plus yet, right? It's not. They're not gonna be the Spider Man movies. Will not be on Disney Plus. Oh, I looked shit. into this because of the Sony thing deal. Yeah, yeah. But you can. Yeah, you gotta like rent them or something right. on Amazon. Or, there's a lot of weird yeah. like rights and contractual things for Disney Plus it's like yeah there's a ton of content but then there's other things that are still like the contract on other services is not finished so it's like yeah it'll be I'll I'll, like go to watch it on Disney Plus like this will be available in March of 2021 I was like okay a lot of people didn't drop their subscription I kept it because for me like Star Wars and Marvel alone and Simpsons are so rewatchable that I I kept it but I know a lot of people after they finished Mandalorian dropped Disney Plus yeah I'm keeping it because I'm keeping it yeah I, yeah, I want to not mine, but I'm keeping it. It's six ninety nine a month, like. Oh, yeah, because we have Hulu, like, so yeah, you have a discount, I think, with the Hulu. Yes, you do. Yeah, no, the, the nice little oh, bundle yeah, the package. Bundle. Yeah. So and there's going to be more content oh, that yeah. I'm going to want to watch, and so. it's voting with we got your dollars. More Mandalorian you know? coming. Yeah. yeah, and I've been watching, you know, Rebels and Clone Wars a little bit, so still using it. Yeah. If, if we were going to get another genre in Star Wars, what would you want? Ooh. I'll tell you right away that I would want a bounty hunter crime movie thing. 
Because the one thing that the Mandalorian didn't do that I thought it was going to do was like, he's a bounty hunter and he's like a criminal, which is not what's happening. He's like living by this code. He almost feels like law enforcement in some ways. Mm. Um, And I want to see like a Han Solo smuggler type operation like Firefly, basically, where they're all criminals, which is part of why I love Firefly is because they are, you know, like dodging the law the whole time. Like, I kind of want to see a band of, of, well, not bounty hunters, I guess, but smugglers. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see bounty. I want to see smugglers. I said mm-hmm. that wrong. I'm sorry. I want to see like a crime show about smugglers yeah. who are just like doing the smuggling. What dark is, matter, but Star like, Wars. Like, I haven't seen Dark Matter. It's not bad. Oh. What is that pirate that is in Talon Star Wars? Karad? Talon um, Karad. From, sorry. From the, the no. What is on? No, no, no. Ha- Anaka. What is his name? He's a pirate in the um, Clone Wars and in Rebels. Oh my God. Talon Karad. I haven't That's heard that I in years. <laughs> when I read those books, I imagined, I, I imagined Frank Langella as Talon Karad. Oh, okay. Way back in the that. day. Yeah. Back when uh, Cutthroat Island came out. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think you're the only person that's seen <laughs> Rebels and Clone Wars, okay, though. Okay, well, so great. Next time, I promise you. We can't help you with your pirates. pirates. What, what is the Rebels. question? What are you trying to think of? So, uh, with your with wanting to see like a bounty or like a band of smugglers, like oh, yeah, a yeah, movie yeah. Or, or a series about that, there's so many like little hints of that throughout Rebels and Clone Wars. There's a space. There's like a pirate. There's space pirates mm. um, that you see kind of come back throughout the series. Like, and you're the one behind this again. Um, <laughs> and then Lando like kind of pops up a few oh, times. Oh yeah, I saw Lando once in season one. Um, so it's like, oh yeah, what if we really saw what that world was right. like? That's yeah, what I yeah. want. Um, That's what I want. And there's just so many great bounty hunter stories. Like, there's yeah. just so many. Like, they get like you know they're 15 minutes, and then it's like, wait, what happened to them? Yeah, they yeah. tend to be peripheral kind of. Yeah. So yes. to really understand what the lifestyle is like, and then just. Also, like we see a lot of bounty hunters like at their end, right. like they have this great reputation, but then when we see them, they die. It's right, like, right, right, right. Did you have like, weren't you supposed to be like the best at this? And you're already dead. <laughs> yeah. It's like I ran into a Were you really that good? If you're, or if you just, this is it. Okay, great. Yeah. So <laughs> it's funny because this season of Mandalorian did one episode that was kind of what I wanted, but it was one of my least favorite episodes of the season, the one where they try to break that guy out of jail yes that was my oh. least favorite yeah too. I, really I, actually, I still really liked it i, I liked watched it twice yeah. and it was I, good but compared to the i really yeah. liked it the bar is pretty high still but right. yeah, yeah exactly yeah the bar is so high yeah. like if the show had been that good i would have been overjoyed but it's better than that yeah you know? yeah but but it was my it's least a fun favorite. side <laughs> quest that's a mediocre yeah, totally. episode yeah is yeah. yeah totally yeah. absolutely absolutely like that one just kind of it felt like the plot was like put on pause for a second yes. to go on this other adventure exactly and but so much i mean i had described mandalorian to someone before is like he is not giving up any side quests he's yeah he's yeah. got a thing he's gonna do mm-hmm. but he is also doing everything else that comes up yeah mm-hmm. and i love side quests you know i love side quests with, um, <laughs> ming 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 Na Wen, who I love. Oh my god, I saw something. She's got the Disney hat trick. They called it. She's been a Marvel superhero, right? Agents of Shield. Yeah. She's now mm. been a Disney princess, yeah. Mulan, <laughs> and she's been in Star Wars. <laughs> wow. yeah. I fucking love her. That's great. Um, but that was also cool. kind of another little side, a little bit like where he meets the virgin bounty hunter guy. yeah that was kind of a little bit of a that's true quest and i well. love that episode i really liked that episode I, yeah too. yeah but the that? do we know who the guy at the end Ooh, anyone i think it was moff gideon was it moff gideon did we figure that out that already? was that was my guess yeah okay. re-watching I just re that was the one yeah. i left off i rewatched that mm. last before i came here but i was thinking maybe maybe we learned that it oh, was right. moff gideon, I think that's andy but, coming home oh. hi andy <laughs> 
Did she hear me? I, don't <laughs> think so. I mean, maybe. Andy, you can come in and say hi if you want to. You know what? I think she went on a jog and she's got headphones in. Uh, that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Um, but online, I think expect- she came home and then went out again and then came back <laughs> since we've been talking. You invited her in, then she's like, no. Yeah. She's like, I'm sick of this guy. They're Star Wars Um I was saying online people speculated that that was uh, Boba Fett because of the yeah, spurs. that's what I was reading. That people oh, thought it, was Boba Fett. it makes more sense maybe that it was, and that's why it was like, but... why did they specifically make it on Tatooine? Because that oh, you know, this gives you the opportunity oh, to yeah. say that yeah, that it is Boba Fett crawled out of, out of, out of the pit. Right? Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. So that's. Well, I mean, I think that's. A, I didn't did, notice but, any spurs. So the, the There's spurs. a sound. Yeah, you can the spurs. Hear. Do, are those? So do we not? Boba Fett those has on, spurs, yes. but Moff Gideon doesn't, or does he? If he I does, that's notice. a very interesting affectation. It would be very strange. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if yeah. dude's got a totally. dark lightsaber, he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't need to get I'm fancy just happy with that his she's boots. Coming back because I didn't remember that that she that someone approached her. I thought she was done for mean mean uh, no one. Yeah, but I guess was that Boba Fett? I'm just saying that was like speculation. That was some online speculation. That is fucking rad. Yeah. If that is real, that would be a cool way. And I my love that mind when is just blown. Away. I know. And I would love that. Like I love when they do little te- like instead of making it some big moment to just kind of tease it with that little thing. And mm-hmm. then I would be happy if like five episodes later in the season it comes back. Yeah, like if that comes in in season two. Oh yeah, I'd be excited. Oh absolutely. Oh. If season two is spent trying to find Yoda's homeworld and dealing with Boba Fett, <laughs> right? I am gonna just explode. <laughs> yeah. Like, I trust these people now. Like they have my faith. Like I just yeah. feel like they're yeah. okay. They're gonna do. They're gonna do right by yeah. this. So I, I think that the franchise two. could also do well with doing what um, CBS is doing with Star Trek, mm-hmm. where they're doing this thing called Short Trek, mm-hmm. where it's like some are like fifteen minutes or, oh, or yeah, yeah. ten minutes, yeah. up to maybe like twenty twenty five, and it's just. That's it. It's a standalone. It's not part of uh, a series or anything. It's like, here it is. Here's just an episode with, it could be characters from the main shows or not. It's a great idea. And it's, it's like an uh, anthology show. An anthology shows. show. Yeah. Right. So it's a great way to, to capture these like little moments in their universe yeah. and tell us, tell a story. Well, oh, they, they did great. do that with, um, they have one for rebels and oh, they have nice. one for, it's called forces of destiny. I think hmm. it's, the Forces of Destiny one, they're like three minutes, but okay. they're they feature women of Star Wars. Oh, and, nice! And they're like little side stories, and it's yep. all different, like from uh, Amadala to um, some with um, Ahsoka Tano, and then just rant, like all these different women of Star Wars. Right, like, three minute shorts of these are some of the adventures they had. Jin Urso's on there too. Oh, cool. Times. cool! Cool. So yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. I would love to see that expanded then, because that yeah. would be... Well, that's a great idea. It's nice that they're doing it, though. That shows yeah. like they've got it, a mind it, for it. It helps keep people subscribed in the off-season, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. like, because when you were saying that, like, what kind of jaunt or what little thing would you like to see yeah, in yeah. Star Wars, the thing that popped in my head, but I just don't know if it could quite work, but it was just something f- solely focused on droids. There's so many funny, awesome right. droid characters, but that mm. would actually maybe be better suited for, like, a 15-minute... You don't have to do a, like, whole, a series. whole series. Yeah. I could see getting a little, like, boring or cheesy. I don't know, right. something. But yeah. little 15-minute shorts One, solely based on the inner world of droids. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> There's a lot that you could do with that, too. Yeah. Have any of you um, invested in any of the Lego Star Wars no. movies? Mm-hmm. There is, like... Um, 
C-3PO and R2-D2 have like several movies that are from their perspective. Oh, oh fun. From the Lego Star Wars universe. Uh, I'm like, I need to watch this at some point. Yeah. But like it, the poster of it even has just, they're the two biggest people, the characters on right. the poster than everybody else in the background fighting. Uh, and I'm like, I would love to watch it. I just, I have a hard time watching Lego, Lego Star Wars. Yes, I'm yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. can't take this as seriously. Right, right, yeah, right, right. I just right. have to try. And it just seems more suited to satisfy like, like games and, and children yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. as it's, opposed to having weight like can, like canonical weight it just, yeah. exactly it's, yeah. the, it's the feeling I had when Clone Wars first came out mm-hmm. and I was like mm-hmm. hungry for Star Wars and I admit I did not give it a shot I just saw what it looked like I was like oh no not that <laughs> that's not what I wanted that's and then that carried through when Rebels came out even though mm-hmm. I've heard from many people that it's great and I will watch it now. Now I will give it a shot, but yeah, that same, the feeling you're having about like the Lego star Wars. Yeah. Like, eh, <laughs> do I need to watch this? Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Like, cause for me, like star Wars will always be in its purest form, live action, you know, like that's yeah. sure. That's the way it was originally created. And that's like what I want to see. Um, but I, but I am like really loving rebels. I'm shocked yeah. by it. I'm ex- I'm excited for you to watch it. Cause it it has this like sense of adventure about it that was really missing for me in Clone Wars. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just the idea that it sounds like it's done well. It's it's good yeah. storytelling. There's some thought put into it. You know, yeah. then in that case, the format doesn't matter. It could be right exactly. fucking yeah. puppet Star Wars as long as they're like and Oh no, let's puppet do that. Let's just cancel this podcast and make puppet <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Wait, and Rebels is the one that has Grand Admiral Thrawn, right? Or that's Clone yes, Wars. it does. Oh, that I was just gonna say that. Why are you reading my mind? <laughs> I was gonna say that Rebels has some really fantastic oh, characters. That's the selling and Thrawn point. Thrawn is like Grand Admiral one Thrawn. of the best parts. That alone, oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love Thrawn. Did, so did anyone much. else have a genre that they want to see Star Wars do? I was curious about that. Oh yeah, I kept jumping on all of those questions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I one of my favorite um, genres is murder mystery. Mm. Like that is just Ooh, yeah on a, a tangent. Like I just love who the killed Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I just and like even though Clone Wars is not the has doesn't have the best pacing. There's a couple episodes where um, what species is um, oh my god, why can't I think of names all of a sudden? <laughs> uh, Greedo, what is this? Rodian? Oh, yeah. Rodian. So yeah. there's an episode in Clone Wars. I think it's three parts where there's a Rodian senator that gets killed, oh, okay. and they spend three episodes trying to figure out who killed him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's like that's, awesome. that's right up your alley. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, like, who did it? And like, and it, you know, they think they found the right person, and then it's not the right person. And it's yeah. somebody in the Senate. It's like, but and I think it ties to Palpatine, but we never find that out. You know, right? Because we all know who Palpatine really is, but right. nobody else does. So like, it's a cover up. Blah blah blah. So like I I love stuff like that. So any like murder mystery stuff I think built into Star Wars is actually quite yeah I love it yeah I, I find that very engaging and, and that would be a wonderful I could see that as being something you could explore for a series with with um serialized storytelling you know instead of yes. episodic you could have like a a killing yeah wasn't that the the one that was in Seattle the killing I didn't something like that. that but yeah where they there's a central mystery that's a procedural but it stretches out for the yeah. entirety of the show mm-hmm. versus like, I know exactly what it should be it should be who killed Jar Jar Binks <laughs> really <laughs> and Jar Jar Binks. the answer oh. should be Boba Fett <laughs> that's the show yeah. like I would watch that show <laughs> they're never and it's like gonna... a bunch of the end great let's do it yeah but who's who's trying to figure out who killed them like who 
wants to know. I guess it would be like New Republic. I want to picture Jesse going into pitch a show. Here's a yeah. show. <laughs> Who killed Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> Boba Fett is the killer. Who's doing the investigation? No one. No one likes Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> oh, They're just no. looking at you like, what? <laughs> Yeah, like who would try to be? That's the one flaw with this plan is who is trying to solve the murder of Jar Jar Binks? <laughs> very true. I mean, it would bring us maybe back to Naboo. I love right? that planet. I was like, yeah. why can't we go back true. to Naboo? That He's a politician, a so I'd love I mean, to see a reimagining of Naboo. Like yeah, now. yeah. I, I did love Naboo. Yeah, that's yeah. probably one of my favorite planets. I'm like, why can't we go back there? We go back to some other places. It, you a got romantic it. comedy set on Naboo. Ooh. A young Twi'lek. Who's just like starting off on a new job, falls in love with this yes. bounty hunter from now. Oh my god, I oh love that idea. Wait, what, keep what, going, what, keep what, going. What, what? A bounty hunter from where? <laughs> oh god, I wasn't prepared to keep going with this. Okay, can I make one suggestion? Oh wait, and the love story is between I guess the Nabooians. <laughs> The, the, the surface dwellers and then the water dwellers. Oh, God. There's like a, a oh, it good, was yeah. a love never meant to be. Never meant to be. Was, yeah, yeah. That's separated why by they two need, worlds. Like, and that's yeah. why they want to know who killed Jar Jar so Binks because he's the most famous. <laughs> a Gungan. A Gungan and... And a surface dweller. A, I don't know what they call him. Are they the Naboo... Naboo's? 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 Oh, my God. I don't know. I think they have to be the Naboo's. The no We did a you and I did a podcast years ago where we played the Star Wars Edge of the Empire role playing game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that episode was called. We were trying to figure out like what is. Um, I don't even remember what we were trying to figure out. But anyway, the answer was Naboo and Tatooine. Oh. Like someone from Naboo and, and Tatooine. Okay, Naboo and Tatooine. I'm telling the story wrong. I don't remember what happened. I just remember that, that was the name of the episode. That's but I want to understand the that dynamic of like two different disparate separate powers yeah. on this yeah. planet that mm-hmm. yeah that was cool. don't seem to be at war but aren't necessarily like friends friends yeah. or partners yeah. you know? they're like roommates she's yeah they're like, like a young senator to be or like getting into politics yes in and he's this like rebellious what are they called Gungan. 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 are those like, no that was the only by, playing by his own rules yeah yes oh my <laughs> maybe maybe we could have someone who's half <laughs> Nabooian and half Gungan so that we oh, don't have so to have a CGI character <gasps> Naboo <laughs> Taboo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, taboo on Naboo. The relationship, oh the love God. that never shall you be. You win. That that's that's definitely wins. Yes. That's the name of the show. <laughs> naboo <Yeah>. Taboo. <laughs> I can't even say it. I said it wrong. Naboo Taboo. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I really want to go back to Naboo. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that we haven't, especially because that's where Palpatine is from. I know. Right. Yep, 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 like, yep, yep. What? So we're just, we're done with it. I guess we had enough of it in the prequels. We're like, we're not going back here. Ray's ancestral homeworld. Exactly. Um, right. Oh. They yeah. gotta wait. They have reason, to, reason to go back. Reason to go back, yeah. And it's a, I honestly think that's the kind of thing... The new Star Trek is doing this, where they're like tying in stuff that has been gotten has gotten historically short shrift right. from fandom. Right. right. Where they're like, like swept under the rug. You're okay. We we love you, honey. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, so, new Star Trek would be like midi chlorians. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. New Star Trek would be like, okay, uh, it wasn't the best idea. Yeah. But it's there. Right. It's an idea. We have to let it come over for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> see how it can behave. <laughs> so Star Wars could do that with like the prequel movies. We're going to be like, mm-hmm. we know you didn't like them. 
it's there. It's Naboo's a real place. Like you're saying, great point. It's it's where Palpatine's from. Let's bring it into the fold. Let's they show do that it. With Kenobi with the Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes, story. yeah, 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 yeah. There's a good because he's got a through line. Totally, yeah, that can can start to stitch these things together. Do we know who's who's working on that? I like, don't who, know. Producers so, and directors. I know. I read something about there just being a lot of uncertainty with. The, the production of the show in general that's right. actually been postponed like it was supposed oh, to right. come out it was supposed to i think have started by now yeah oh, i wonder okay. if like mandalorian freaks them out where they're like oh that was really good we gotta <laughs> we gotta oh, shit, do better yeah. with this i <laughs> double check everyone okay with the double check <laughs> i think that this i honestly is... had some concerns <laughs> oh, and i was being quiet about it <laughs> like, i think this is oh, good news so good. i oh. i love when production companies do this because generally like if they're like, hey, we need more time. I mean, this happens a lot in the gaming world where, right. like, hey, this it game's going to come Solo, out. Too. Yeah. Well, they well, fired people and stuff. Oh. That, yeah. Yeah. But it also happened with Rogue One where they're like, yeah. we sure. need to fix this. Well, yeah. their release schedules are too fucking fast. They are. Yeah. They're, they're like, just, let's make a movie every year that's yeah. crazy. Arbitrary deadlines yeah. are never a good thing. Yeah. Push it back, make it right, yeah, and then release it. Because right. yeah. these things totally. live forever in pop culture. Right. Like, let's take the time that they need to make them right. And, Ewan McGregor is like stoked about this show and he's saying how the scripts are great and like what they're doing is good to make it better and I I honestly like I believe a lot of what he's saying I'm sure a lot of it's like the company line but I'm like stoked that they are taking their time to make it right yeah and it's, it's, it feels like a Picard thing where it's like here's an actor who after this famous piece of pop culture helped them get even more famous didn't need it Right. Ewan yeah. McGregor doesn't need Disney yeah. Star Wars he, money. He's he, fine. Yeah, he's Patrick fine. Stewart yeah. doesn't need to go back to Picard, but they're doing it. So to me, that says that it's got to have, they have to have some form of connection with the material. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be something totally. that makes them go, you know what? This is kind of yeah. worth doing because it's the kind of thing that could be a huge embarrassment to you right. as a, a, as a top line actor, well, especially you know? with Ewan McGregor, no, like the, reception of the prequels right I mean, right right i don't think he would go back to this character unless he was like this, this is gonna, gonna be, be better yeah this yeah it's gonna be great there's no way he'd read something if it wasn't gonna be yeah yeah he right knows, yeah. he got out of those prequels scot-free oh like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he did. He loves him. yeah but so he did really what's did. her name because yeah because yeah. these are people who had a name beforehand true, true. you know what i mean it's true yeah. but also i feel like it has a lot to do with the characters in the story sure. well, yeah, like, and natalie portman's a great actor and the yeah. mcgregor's a great actor yeah. samuel yeah. jackson is a good feel, actor. i still feel like ewan mcgregor though was good in that movie natalie port every time i watch i keep and i like natalie portman i do think she's a good actress but i don't like her in the prequel well the I character's not a the well words, exactly. the words that the are put in her mouth the words that are put in her mouth to say don't sound good coming out of anyone's mouth yeah, it's Although, it's not her fault. No, you she, can no, tell it's not her it's fault. Not her fault. Really, no, you're right. She's I mean, like stiff as a board in those yeah. movies, but like. But I mean, like somehow I, I think Ewan McGregor did the best I of anybody. Yeah, yeah. He brought life he to had. that role. He still, yeah. even though his lines were still really shitty a lot of the time, he's still like when I think of Obi Wan, I, like I I envision. I don't yeah. think about Natalie Portman. I just. Totally. She just and to be honest, me. she I needs a redemption. I know, I know, I know. I, know. I think I have so Hayden... many feelings about. <laughs> well, what are your feelings? I was just gonna say real quick. I think Hayden Christensen was actually pretty good in the third one. Yeah. Uh, like. Not... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what are your feelings? I want to hear yes. your feelings. So, uh, so with Amadala specifically, I I just feel like they wrote 
They just it was. I feel like it. She was an afterthought in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. And just yeah. a way to further Anakin's story. Yeah, yes. And She's they had an amazing actress. Yeah. Um, and they didn't really use her. Yeah. Yeah. One in of a position my, of power, like a cool yes. right. role. And one of my, she actually has one of my favorite lines in the prequels. Is like, this is how democracy dies. Yes. Blunders right. applause. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the way yeah. she says it, I'm just like, I, I just, I think that was like one of the best lines in the, in the whole. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. But. The the fact that it's like oh she died of a broken heart and we've talked about this before and I don't know if I was talking to you or if I talked to some if we talked about this last time on the in last a world podcast. with advanced medical yeah, science yeah it makes no sense so I was watching something on YouTube but someone I follow on uh, YouTube who does analysis of Star Wars and like comparing it to other like epic stories like the Odyssey and his take what he wanted to see was. Not that she died of a broken heart, but that in the moment, because in the film, the way they film it, the, the Darth Vader is coming to life at the same time that she's dying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted, their idea was if he was, tr- that Palpatine or Lord Darth Sidious had the power to drain her life force from her and right, use right. it to save Anakin. Yeah. Because they were connected. Because they were married. so connected. Yeah. 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 And because a lot of his sole purpose of going to the doctor was to keep her alive. Right, right. And the th- reason I love that even more is because they introduced that in Rise of Skywalker where like, we're just gonna right. give each other's life force yep. back and forth. Right. And it makes so much more sense that, that Sidious would use what he loves against him for his own gain. Yeah. I love that theory. It that, that, has become, that has become my canon since you mentioned. I've yeah. never heard ago. that before. It's like yeah. she didn't. She's a. She like she's an amazing strong character. She's not dying of a fucking broken heart. Right, right. She's dying because he's literally sucking the life out of her. And the right. fact that they have advanced medical technology, and they don't know why she's yeah. dying. Right, right, yeah. exactly. It, and that like, makes, yeah, yeah, like, makes we sense. Don't know why. Right. Heart. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's <laughs> like what the droid is programmed to say when it doesn't fucking know. So like for me, I'm just like I really can't. Like I just cannot. That is like one of my least. I think that's why I don't like the prequels. Is that yeah? yeah like that yeah. is the one thing that makes me like I, I'm not. I can't. The fact that she just like died. Let's right. like she's yeah. just right. dead. It's like we don't we don't know what to do with this character, so we're just gonna kill it. Right. We're just yeah. gonna right. kill him. Uh, and but it, just, it might actually be George Lucas's intention. Be, the way that it's filmed, it might be his intention that that that's what happened. That her life force was taken to save Anakin. Mm. Like it kind of feels like that you know what i mean Just, I like especially in the way that it was better. filmed because they yeah. juxtapose her dying in the birth of the children with him being risen and put right. in the suit in the mask yeah right like it's filmed actually really well like visually but like but then he steps off the no! thing and goes no! yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're just like and me in the theater i was like no i know <laughs> Exactly. It's like, like not uh, now. Have I told you this before that I went and saw the first one, Phantom Menace, when it opened, and I was I went to see it at Cinerama mm. and had waited in line, you know, and mm-hmm. and got to, get to waiting in line for the tickets to go see a midnight showing of it, and the theater busted up laughing. Uh, I think when they mentioned midichlorians, yep. yeah, and then it was I think it's the third movie where we find out that he's like. Uh, or is it in Phantom Menace we find out he's like basically like Space Jesus where yes. she doesn't have yes. a father yeah, that's oh, the first yeah. one that's it's the in the sec- first one that was- oh I think it's in the second one in the second- it's in the first one it's in the first one because yeah, then- Shmi is the one who right. talks about it but then in the third one uh, Palpatine in kind of alludes to the fact that uh, oh, yeah, Darth Plagueis right. yeah, was working beginning. on creating life using the midichlorians yeah, right. yeah. so I I mean, fandom is pretty sure that either Dark Plagueis or Darth Sidious created Anakin Skywalker. Gotcha. So, like, that is his father. One of those two. Which creates this whole thing where it's like, if he created... If Palpatine created Darth Vader and is Rey's 
grandfather, then that kiss gets real weird with Ben Solo because right. they're related. Yep. Oh. But Luke and Leia already made I was going to say, so. was gonna there say, was a weirder kiss earlier, so we're fine. There's a historical precedent yeah. for incest in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. royal families. Yeah. Do we think that, I wonder if Mandalorian, because we were talking about how it's being a little more creative, bolder, I wonder if they will feel comfortable breaching that, having, we'll get like a same-sex kiss or more representation yeah, in I Mandalorian. I hope so. We'll see. I mean, they've, I mean, as far as what we've seen so far, I, I don't know if they want to focus on romance that much in Mandalorian. Right. Yeah. Because they made it, they gave us a little taste of it in the fourth yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, he can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, like he's on the run and like this baby is, is like wanted. Like it, it can't happen. Like that's not going to be right. what's, what's for him. But it doesn't mean they can't do it yeah. or the other characters besides Mandalorian. We're doing like a casual way, like one of the he lands on a planet and stays with somebody right. yes. brings them in and it's exactly. a same-sex couple and it's yep. not like thrown in your, it's just right. they are living together it's not a romance story it's right. just like part of the I don't know yeah that well, seems yeah, it seems real. very reasonable and I don't see why they yeah I, mean, I don't see why they shouldn't do it you know they, yeah they do it more so in the novels I think than anything yeah. else because I've read the Aftermath series yeah and the main character a couple of the main characters um are gay, I guess, for lack of a better term, because one of them, I think, is an alien. It's actually quite funny how they introduce it. It's a a female alien and then a humanoid male. Right. And she assumes that he wants to be romantically involved with her, and he's like, no, I'm not into your species at all. <laughs> and it's like, she's like, oh! Like, it's like this really funny little thing in Star Wars, and in this Star Wars novel, it's like, he's like, no, I don't. Like, that's not. And they're like, she's like, no, that's not, what I, that's not what I want from you. She's like, oh, okay. And then, like, they just, they move on. I'm like, that was great. Like, you know, so then, like, that's, then you were like, you know, it's just like, why not? I want to see a Star Wars reality tv show dating dating (laughs) (laughs) i i'm sad to admit that i spent the last couple days watching love is blind on netflix it's quite tempting they keep trying to get me to watch it i don't judge i've been watching love island oh we all get one maybe right like i used to i used to judge my parents so hard for watching bachelor and i got sucked into this love is blind and but man, I would love to see like Star an Wars. alien world like in this kind of oh yeah, my God, that's a great idea. throwing blue milk in each other's faces. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very satisfying. Speaking of things we want to see, what do we want to see in Mandalorian season two? Because that's coming Ooh. like the end of this Ooh, year. Oh yeah, um, seems like so far away. I mean, they have alluded to the fact that we're gonna go try to find Yoda's homeworld, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. baby Yoda's homeworld. Also, we haven't talked about the fact that do we think baby Yoda is actual Yoda's child or just some other I don't think so I don't think so either I don't think they're related yeah I think it's weird to assume that there's like one left of Yoda's well yeah we already saw at least one more in the in Phantom Metis Yaddle yeah yeah we've seen at least one more of Yoda's species so they're out there you know I mean it could be it could be that if they go hard on some sort of like yes there is only this many Yodas left in the world. Yeah, know. I hope not. Yeah, I'd much rather it just be like, yeah, all right, they don't leave. You know, this here's the other thing. I got into a debate with someone about this because uh, why not? They're like, w- uh, they have to go back to the swamp planet. What's the uh, Dagobah? Dagobah. But I'm like, yeah, but. There's nothing that says that Yoda was like That's, born on well, Dagobah. No, I, yeah, he's, right? yeah, he's yeah. He just, exile because it right. was... He, Kenobi, I think, has to go to Dagobah because Yoda's living there at that point. Yeah. And that's a missed opportunity that they cannot 
No, we don't, because we don't know Yoda's home planet. We, we don't. don't. Right. Yeah. We don't, we don't know even know the nothing. name of his species. Yeah. We don't right. know the name. So they could I, I go would imagine, with it. I hope his species I would imagine name his is Yoda. Planet. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. I would imagine right? that his home planet is just further away, maybe, because like, like Rodia is closer because we see Rodians all the time. So maybe right. like closest further relative in the Star further Wars. away, like the further out. Maybe he it's like a different galaxy or something. Sure, um, it's just real far away, so we just don't see that many of this species. But mm. or they just don't want to leave. You know? Yeah, maybe they could maybe also like the changelings. They, they could be. They could be a not a like tech minded world. They sure. could just be That's like we just like to live here and you know. Move do you things think, with our minds. Move things with our yeah. minds. Do you think someone that, pisses us force. off, we just choke them. <laughs> Squish them. Force choke them. Squish them good. <laughs> what if they're just really it's big midi chlorians? Yeah. <laughs> That's like wow. Like okay. they start their lives like real small and live in your blood. <laughs> <laughs> That act, oh my gosh. <laughs> like a midichlorian oh is just a tadpool on a Yoda. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's actually hilarious. Like his species like, name is the midichlorian. <laughs> and they're like, fuck you, everyone. <laughs> yeah, because the 50-year-old baby is yeah. like, you know, tiny. Yeah. But a 50-year-old midichlorian is like, it's like huge. <laughs> and then a 900-year-old so force like, so sensitive big, yeah. so sensitive. just packed oh packed God. with midichlorians that yeah. is too good my, oh my, my expectation is that they're gonna it's gonna be no one else from the first season except for uh the mandalorian and baby yoda and they're just like doing odd jobs on their way to like make money on their way to trying to find his species and like searching for clues on the way while doing these odd jobs. Like, no, they're going to have that one dude. What's Moff Gideon? Yeah. Oh Moff yeah, Gideon. yeah, yeah. That's what I like. No, for John sure. Carlos. He's going to be there. I, I didn't. I meant of the uh, the good guys, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I do think. But I, what about or what's Cara her name? Cara Dune. I think yeah, Cara Dune. I think she's going to be back. She was again. on the ship. I, with her. I think, my expectation yeah. is that she won't be there because I'll be super disappointed if she's not. But if I'm expecting that she I won't see. be, <laughs> I'll be okay. So if she shows up, I'm going to be overjoyed. But I'm not necessarily like expecting. Like Grief Targa and uh, and Cara Dune to be like, to main cast yourself. members on on season two. Yeah, I think they'll change up. The, I think they'll introduce a lot of new characters. Yeah. But I think she, I think she's gonna come back. And I hope so. I can't. I want to see um, Ming Na Wen come back. Oh yeah, yeah. That'd be great. I think obviously with that. Yeah, I think if they ever say Tatooine, that's when I feel like yeah. we would go back there. Well, yeah, but I don't do know. We, maybe, I mean, they also could have taken her somewhere else. Do we you know? think that that was Boba Fett, and we're going to see him in season two? That's what I'm hoping for. That's why I want them I to go back to Tatooine. Cool. And then I'd be so totally okay with so Boba good. Fett. Yeah. I know. Up in this. Oh, absolutely. They've like, earned it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I feel it again. Like I could have, we could have said that Baby Yoda in there is kind of a cheap, like too easy fan service, whatnot. Right. But it worked so well. I trust these people, and I think if they bring Boba Fett. And they're gonna do it right. Yeah, and I agree. I it's gonna be great. Absolutely, and it makes sense. They're on Tatooine, like yeah. it makes sense for him to, and that would be pretty epic that he crawled out of the Starlight yeah, Pit. Yeah, and yeah. Was very, like, yeah. There was, I mean, in the expanded universe, he definitely survived. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He, yeah and that's an, that's out. an easy get to. You yeah. know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's so many ways that, like, there's just like a whole colony of people living down in the Starlight Pit. They just can't get out. Like, they're not. <laughs> this whole thing about like being digested over yeah. thousands of years yeah, it's just like a wives there. tale well, and they're, they're just all stuck down there yeah. and Boba Fett's like leading like, these no. cave people listen Ouch. if you were told you can go into the pit where you'll be digested slowly over thousands of years or the pit will you be digested in 10 seconds <laughs> take the thousand year pit because yeah. you can probably dig your way yeah, out in yeah. like a year or two <laughs> yeah. well I wonder if they'll bring um, Jer- Jeremy 
Bullocks? Bullocks? Jeremy Bullock. I think he was the voice of... Uh, they used the voice of the original Boba Fett. I don't even know if he's still alive or anything. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. or what about the voice of uh, the guy who played Jango Fett? Oh. Because he played all the clone troopers. Right, right. right. And he is technically a grown-up version that of Boba is right. Fett. Right. That is right. <laughs> That'd yeah, be interesting. That, what yeah, if they, they do a time jump and it's like Baby Groot... So right. He had like teenage group. What if it's like teenage baby Yoda? Oh and my he's god! Just like playing video games. And it's being like snarky and... thirty years later, and he's a little older, and the Mandalorian's like really old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old Still true. haven't found the whole world. Old Mandalorian. <laughs> old Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean old the Mandalorian. the age yeah. jump that they did with regular Yoda for the original version of episode one where he was way younger looking yeah. mm-hmm. was so Weird. jarring when he's like yeah. 800 years old and they actually went back and changed that later because they're yeah cause like, they're like you're right fans this is bad <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you don't need to make him look younger he looks the same but do they do time travel because obviously they don't in the <clears throat> movies but i don't know about an expanded universe if they've I ever done remember any well, remember time, time travel. travel they do they do oh they okay. do when where in like the new canon yeah, I won't tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's in Rebels, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually good. So it's on That's the table. Because Doug just... and I were talking recently about how I feel like time travel doesn't necessarily belong in Star Wars because we've never huh. seen it. And I kind of like how it's not there, but I love Rebels. And if they do it in a way that I like, I'm going to be stoked. Yeah. So. Yeah. We should just say My, we're going to do a new podcast about Rebels so we all <laughs> we have to watch, watch it. it this time yeah. and actually do, do it. it. I really Let's do it. Do, do we do we want to do like a season of Rebels? We sh- I would be totally down. Cuz what happens is I go home and then I turn on and I'm like, "Oh my god, there's so much." And I just go towards something that I've already seen. Right. So if I have a reason, I yeah. think we should. Right. But I have to watch Clone Wars, whatever comes first, first. That's the thing is like I have to watch that. So. Okay. I mean, <laughs> and everybody... I can get through it pretty quick. I just mean that I'll need time for that yeah. and then get to Rebels. The, the pacing of Clone Wars is a little mundane. Yeah. But, but there's fine. some great content and there's some great characters. Like yeah. my, one of my favorite, like of my top five favorite Star Wars characters, Asajj Ventress is one of them. Okay, And cool. she is in Clone Wars. Well, should we do that? Should we try to blast through Clone Wars? Like we don't <laughs> six seasons of Clone Wars. They're only like oh twenty five minute episodes. Is it yeah. six until they hit Rebels, or is it like so? There's three six... Rebels, then Clone Wars four. Mm-hmm. It is there's, okay. There's six seasons of Clone Wars. Technically seven. There they there's that a was, new season that was part of the Disney Plus package yeah. that they're going to finally finish it. Thematically, not thematically, but chronologically, take place after Rebels, or is it before? Okay, so it's it's. They're released six seasons Clone Wars, Rebels, seventh season Clone Wars. Yes. Yeah. But that seventh season really takes place before Rebels. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. And it's it's being released right now. Like they just released yeah, the yeah. first episode. So that I could skip just so I watch like in the release order. Then I'll come. Right. When did the season sixth season of, of Clone Wars come out? That was like twenty fourteen. And when did Rebels start? 2015. 2015. Okay. Okay. Yeah, same yeah. year. Yeah. But it was I, canceled. Clone Wars was canceled. was canceled. Right. So this yeah. is supposed to be the finishing season. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm just obsessed with watching chronologically. So <laughs> yes. I just have to get I that. Am too, well, honestly. And sometimes it's good to watch in the order that things were released because like even if things are out of order chronologically, the the information that you got yes. out of order totally. needed to be handed oh, out that way to make yeah. sense like yeah, when maybe say, Yoda healing grief Targa the mm. same week Rise of Skywalker comes out and we see force healing yeah that yeah. doesn't matter yeah. to me I need yeah. I need to because it's fine like yeah 
the force can do anything. It's space magic. He's yeah. he, baby Yoda's healing someone. And I don't go like, wait a minute. I like, just mean that's that, like, what for it does. me, it was fun to see two force healings that week. Right. You know, for me, I like that. For me, I, like I want the release of like the, the series. Like this is the broadcast order. The only time I'm like, okay, not broadcast order is when the creator says, no, no, no. They broadcast it in the wrong order. Mm. Like the, the network, watch this and said this was boring let's take this exciting one and put it up here and then that's where i'm like well no that fucks it up you gotta you gotta watch it in the flow that it was intended that did happen with clone wars okay there's a lot <laughs> i think i was telling I you see. there's a <laughs> yeah. the, the episode with that with that rodian senator that gets murdered yeah they do his murder episode and then they do another one where he's alive like <laughs> two episodes <laughs> later i'm like isn't he dead right. and, then, and then they're like still trying to i'm like i'm so confused yeah yeah so i'm gonna be googling Clone Wars Rebels recommended viewing order. <laughs> I can start reading theories on the best order to watch them. <laughs> That's how I get obsessed. Uh, Babylon Five is like that, where they like really messed with the the broadcast order, mm-hmm. but the intended order is important. So, yeah, yeah, I felt. I mean, I, I barely remember what I watched the first three seasons of Clone Wars. And this is another problem is that I'm probably not going to rewatch it. So you all have to remind me what happened. <laughs> but no spoilers because I've seen it. Right. Um, but I, but, but you, I'll try to get through the last three. But we just want to talk about Rebels, you're saying. We don't need to talk about... Well, if we're, we have to watch Clone Wars first. I was only saying I wanted to watch Clone Wars. But so I, I have need to, to too. All right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll you- try. I'll try. I'll, oh give another shot. I'll give Clone Wars another shot. The thing is, shot. like, with okay. Clone Wars, there's, it's just a lot of battles. Like, there's a lot of times yeah. where it's just, like, you're literally just watching battles happen. Right. So it could be a short podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we could talk about six seasons of it in one podcast. Probably. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know if we're, I, we we can figure this out later. Yeah. <laughs> we can, like, we get a little ahead of ourselves. We can, <laughs> we can shoot for some Clone Wars and see how far into it we this get. This was a Star Wars That's Club Meta Mercury episode. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like we should wrap things up because it's been two hours. Oh, I got one more thing I want to yeah. talk about then. Well, I had two, but I can make it one. Well, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, one, well, the one quick one was the casting I thought was really well done here oh, yeah. where they brought in characters that could be real world jarring like Amos Sedaris or Clancy yeah. Brown oh, or yeah, Bill Burr. Oh, yeah, we talk about that. There's uh, a lot. We might need another podcast about the Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of guest stars, totally, uh, yes. but it, I think that they, it worked really well. Yeah. It didn't, it wasn't, uh, there was a lot of talk of, what is his name? Ed Sharon being in Game of Thrones, yeah. that redheaded oh, yes. singer dude, where yes. people like freaked out. Yeah, like it felt, but it felt really nat- Like I honestly, I didn't notice that was Amy Sedaris until the second yeah. viewing because mm. she just struck. I was like, that's just a Star Wars. It, I literally yeah. didn't think about it until I yeah. read that. It, and it, was it like, fit in. Oh, it felt real. And then that's so cool to know that proact- or retroactively, but yeah. yeah and I like love that kind of face. thing. Like I'm not like, what is she- it's not distracting. Right. Why is Amy yeah. Sedaris yeah. in like, Star Wars? Maybe in Game of Thrones a little distracting. I didn't know who he was, so I didn't even, I had to go back and look and like say why did people care about yeah this exactly guy. yeah um and then the other thing that i want to talk about in this briefly was the way they handled the force which is something that is hard to in my mind keep in mind while watching star wars which is the force is not a thing that in after the prequels that anyone should know exists or be like super casual with it should be like scary weird no one has ever seen it space mm-hmm. magic yeah. Because they've essentially killed all but like two people that mm-hmm. can do it. Yes. And but it doesn't feel like that when you watch the movies because it's just riddled with the people mm-hmm. left who can do the space magic right. in front of people who aren't really freaking out about it. Mm-hmm. But Mandalorian, it was like, what is this? Like, yeah. the, he can't even conceive of 
the force being the answer yeah. to what had happened. Right. You know, they don't even know what to call it. It's just like he moved things with his mind. Yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah. and there's 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 much more mystery and awe around this this manipulation of the world in a supernatural yeah. way, which I uh, love. That I really liked. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. If you think about like and grief. I think really. Uh, really portrays that well. So well. Mandalorian seems very like, like what is this? But also not like too put out by it. Yeah. But yeah, Grief's reaction to it, I thought was really like, mm-hmm. he brings the reality of space magic yeah. alive for me. And mm-hmm. I yeah. really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the fact that like, this is only like a generation after it was abundant, you know? Right. right. Yeah. Five, but, five years. But if you think about like, is it five years after? Well, it's five years after Return of the Jedi. This is five. Okay, right. Which is which, which is, is like thirty, 30 years 30. after. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like a generation later. Yeah, and you can imagine like if if our parents or grandparents were like telling us stories about these magical people who could move shit with their mind, <laughs> but no one's seen it for like thirty to forty right. years, yeah, we'd yeah. be like, okay, okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I would also imagine that they don't go into it, but I, I, it would not surprise me if there was a like. You know what? People who talk too much about the Force get disappeared. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we yes, don't want any huh. of this Jedi talk. Yeah, yeah. It's you, why you I like kinda, it. Yes, it kind of makes absolutely. sense that it's gone. You right. know, it's like, why I it's, love that monk character from Rogue One, where it's like, oh, I this is yeah. this is like a person who yeah. worships the Force, but isn't oh, you know. Loved his character. Yeah. Anyways, sidetrack. Yeah, I love that. The blacksmith Mandalorian. She talks about it. She's like the way she just, and it was even funny the way she described. um the Jedi. It's like the sorcerers oh, yeah. who took, yes. like, yeah, yeah they, they're people or the sorcerers who wield, like, magic. And, like, right. even the way she describes it is not completely accurate. Right, right. But it is what mm. she It's the best under- information. Yeah, it's yeah. what she understands of but it. But from a certain point of view, it is accurate. Yes, yeah. you're right. From a certain yeah. point of and view. So, and what I, like, <laughs> so what I tell you, yeah. it's true. Yes. From yes. a certain <laughs> point of view. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I feel like I have so much more to talk about, but I'm also like getting very oh, yeah, tired. Yeah. I think that we should we put should a pen. Those in are my tonight. last two. That's and maybe to throw those. Got, obviously, we should definitely do this. Again. Yes. Yeah, definitely. it's so much fun. Um, awesome. Everybody rated it a ten. Yeah, settled. <laughs> I don't even feel the need to rate this one. Yeah. It's like, is anyone not a ten? There it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'll go ten. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Any any closing thoughts from anybody? Just I'm just so thankful. Two. Ready for season two, yeah, absolutely. I'm so grateful. Yeah, yes, me too. I'm just so mm-hmm. I'm I, so grateful for it. I would like to say thank you, Kathleen Kennedy, for yes. making this show happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. And may you continue to make Star Wars shows happen because this one was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Jenny, V, and Doug. Always a pleasure. I didn't even introduce Doug. I just assume people know Doug. <laughs> you did in the beginning. I did. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I mean, you're basically like no like a constant co-host at this point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much. This was awesome. Thank you for listening. Until next time, stay nerdy out there. Stay spacey. When you say Jenny B and Doug, it sounds like Jenny B and Doug. Jenny B and Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like our celebrity couple name? Yeah, <laughs> our, our throuple name. Your <laughs> what am I? Jenny B and Doug. <laughs> You're the glue that brought it together. Yes. Yeah. I'll take <laughs> <laughs> Space Nerds is listener-funded through Patreon. To support the show and gain access to bonus content, sign up at patreon.com slash spacenerdspodcast. 
If you love this show, help us spread the word by sharing it on your favorite social media platform or leaving us a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you can find our show. If you have a question or comment you'd like the Space Nerds to discuss in the next episode, email us at spacenerdspodcast at gmail.com. To browse our complete library of episodes or check out my sci-fi synth-pop music and music videos, visit my website at jessemercury.com. Keep it spacey, baby!